Camurray. Guess who fucked up? It was me, and I screwed up the audio for the first 30 minutes, so I've either included that or completely excluded that for being garbage. Here we go with some player unknown Battlegrounds talk on the most professional of podcasts. The game's gonna arrive, I guess. Uh, I think you mean Picassets. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So, So, like, in a solo game, I got to two. I got second. I've got second twice now. But I ran into this house, and the the zone comes in, Hunger Games style, and I heard a bunch of people outside rustling around, and I ran into the bathroom and hid. As you do when you hear people rustling. Well, sometimes I'll go into the bathroom when I have to pee because uh, I'll actually go into a bathroom Life. and close the door. Life hacks. Because bathrooms are very rarely searched. Like, it's a last-minute search. And I'll take a piss in real life. Just where I am standing. Just in my You're, like, living the ultimate simulation. Like, you want your guy to be in the bathroom while you're going to the bathroom in real life. Exactly. And uh, it happened to two people in the same building. But this guy, like, opened the bathroom door and then whipped to turn to check where someone was. Because another person came running across. And... Basically, it's just someone opening the door into the barrel of an AK-47, just firing into his head, searched him, closed the door on his dead body, and just waited. And lo and behold, the other dude comes out to loot, and I'm on the other side of the door, and I hear him. I just spray through this bathroom door. Don't even get the chance at that point to get out and like really loot before I have to go, and then that's when... Yeah, I hammered some poor bastard with a shotgun while he was trying to pick up the scraps of the house I had already looted. Like, they literally had no gear on them when they killed them. So just some poor scrub who was just trying to make their way. How long are these matches again? Like 15 minutes? It depends 40. on how long you're in. Yeah, I mean, oh. it can be, but I've even got, when I was in ninth place out of 10, so I got to nine out of the 100, that was only like 25 minutes. It just depends yeah. on how hard the people are pushing the action. So when once you die, are you just spectating at that point? No. No, you have to it, just leave the game. Unless it's, oh, a, okay, good. Unless it's a... Unless it's a team game, yeah. and then you can spectate, or you can also just leave. Which, like, when, when we were playing with uh, the squad that we won with, there was just this quiet English guy that was playing with us, um, and he wasn't saying anything. And then he made a comment about the point we were going to, and I looked over, and you get attachments and, like, a decent sight. 
a decent site is hard enough to find. Like anything beyond a red dot is like gold. This dude had a times eight scope and a silencer with an extended mag on the best assault rifle in the game. So he's basically walking around with like God's hammer. And lo and behold, I think he maybe hit two people with it, but he got killed with a headshot with a sniper rifle from a window rushing to the last like three buildings. Mm-hmm. And we're playing and we're playing and we're playing. Not a word from this dude, literally, for like 15 minutes. We're pinned down in a garage. We're like hailing gunfire inside of this uh, little house trying to get people to come out. And finally we win. And at the end of it, you just hear this English voice like, yeah, mate. Yeah, we fucking did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, good job, mates. And then he like. We also played DC'd. with a Japanese man that uh, Matt offended over and over again. Just and then said, tried to speak Japanese to him. And he did not respond to that. So I can only imagine what butchered garbage Farkas was saying to him. Did he I say, said, did Farkas say things like, Oh, uh, thank you all very much. Uh, no, but he was referring to him as Japan for a while. I, I referred to him as Japan. He's like, I th- he's like, gather up Japan in the car so we can go. And then the guy started saying stuff, and it's like, and Farkas like, has he heard me saying this the whole time? We were like, fucking yes, dude. What <laughs> you think he's deaf? Because then the guy would like, he would just say, he didn't speak English like at all almost. But he, but he spoke enough. Like, he would say like no, one forty southwest. No, he he didn't say he didn't give a number. He would just go southwest. And finally, I said, I said Sanshi go, which would be three four five. And I said Sanshi go like northeast. And then Mike was like, oh you fucking butchered that didn't you and i was like ah it's just the numbers man like yeah then we're we spent playing with a numbers. good portion of them making fun of him for because the guy was silent after he heard it i'm like we were like we what did you say dude like i'm sure you were just like fish sticks in a barn with the windows closed and he's just like i don't know how to help this man <laughs> so but yeah so that is uh that dude spoke fluent english i guarantee that, it oh and you're just like, hey, Japan, why you get in the car, huh? And he was me piece of I was of like, shit. where are you from? And he went, Hiroshima. And I went, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, because what do I say? Sorry. It was a 13-year-old white child fucking with you is what it was. So, but yeah, but that, uh, that game's pretty fucking fun. I've had. I haven't a run blast. into too much of like the jankiness that you sometimes see with it, even though, I mean, being early access, like I think it. Not to excuse it, but it's expected. Like obviously, you're going to see some, but I Comes actually haven't. Territory, right? I haven't run into really too much jankiness. In fact, the times it's crashed, it's been like Steam has crashed, where my computer's just been finicky. Um, so well, that's to be expected. And for it being an alpha, like I can only imagine the things that are going to come from it soon. Sure. Well, I mean, they're going to eventually release it on console, and there is no, you know, like. They don't really do that whole early access. Well, Xbox does do that. Oh, do they? I didn't even know that. Yeah, oh, that's they, cool. They they I fr- they call it something different. Preview program. Preview program. Or no, no, preview program no, is for their OS. That's for the OS. It's uh, early. Oh, wait. No, is Xbox, it preview? It's called Xbox Morning Tickle. No, fuck. Now I fucked myself <laughs> it's up. It's really similar to the saying early access. I forget what it's called, though. Pre-release. It's something. No, like that. fuck it. Just move past it. I'll Pre-com. get it. Pre-com. Okay. But, but I'm I'm assuming that the. The player unknown console or Xbox version is going to be in that program, whatever that is. Because like, they, I, like um, they have. Well, and, they and said that that it's coming to physical and it's going to come to physical when it's finished later this year. Right. Yeah. Because uh, like We Happy Few is in that program. Yeah. And there's a couple other games. Oh, okay. Uh, to me, it's just it's interesting because 
since I've been playing, they added the uh, SVS. So it's like a silence, low caliber. Right. Like uh, mini, not mini, mini but sniper like... sniper rifle. Yeah. It's like a precision, small caliber It is a gun. real weapon, uh, but the best way to describe it is, you know the silence weapon you got in Killzone 1, Brian? Yes. It's that. Oh, it is um, that, yeah. It's that exact, it's pretty just much exactly the that realistic gun. version of that. Yeah, and then they brought back shot grenades, so they do keep adding and modifying things and small details like shoes are quieter inside than barefoot, but barefoot's louder or barefoot's quieter outside, and like elements like that, like yeah. your uti- like different clothing has different properties to like a micro extent that could give you a weird advantage in the last second. Um, um yeah, so they're constantly adding machete will murder someone. Uh cool. Is uh since I just piggybacked on the RU, is that pretty much all you played then? Since you were saving that for last? Yep, that's all I've been playing really. And then maybe oh, and all anyone War. heard. It really is. <laughs> Total War is the other thing I've been playing. Guess oh, okay. what? It's still that game that I like. Yeah. Uh right. Total War Hammer. Total War. War Hammer. Hammer. Um should I go real quick? I did play only one more game other than that this week. So should I add on and then we can move forward? Oh, yeah. I would say that's the best thing for you to do, Michael. <sighs> uh, I played Killing Floor 2. Oh, yeah. How's that? Um, it's pretty fun. It's like it's pretty mindless. It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like a Nazi zombies mode from Call of Duty mixed with Left 4 Dead. So, um, yeah, you you know, there's like... 10 different classes or something and you're playing it's just basically waves of of zombie survival and then each map has a unique boss in the like the final wave um and then you play through as them so then you're playing with four three other people i think they're groups of four or is it groups of six it's quite a few people i don't know um but then you can uh jump on there and it's just co-op so i played like one in a uh, medical facility and then another game i played on uh, a farm and each one, like, they have, like, the unique zombie types. That's why I kind of said it's matched with Left 4 Dead. Like, they have, like, the exploders that spit venom on you and, and stuff like that. Then they have these, like, screaming characters that are kind of like the, what was it, the witch or the something that was in Left 4 Dead. I forget what it was called. Never played it. But I think they're called sirens in this, and they can, like, damage you by, like, screaming with an AoE attack. And stuff like that. So I played a few rounds of that. I went like through the tutorial, and it was pretty fun. I actually played with Ron. That's who got me on it. Um, yeah, he asked me if I had it, but I don't have a the PS Plus, Plus anymore. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, so we played that for a little bit, a few matches. We didn't. We got to the boss on both maps. I played, didn't beat the boss. The bosses are actually pretty tough. Um, Real quick, that Xbox thing is called Game Preview. Game so Preview. That's their early access. That is the. Like most generic ass thing that generic I and properly described <laughs> description of that, um, but yeah. So I played Killing Floor two for a little bit. I'll probably go back to it and play it some more um, after I uh, try because it, it takes quite a while to level up the different like classes, and I'm trying them all out and stuff like that. But other than that, and Battlegrounds, I really haven't played anything else. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mazbags. Uh, yes, I finished. Alan Wake. Oh, okay. What'd you think about that business? It was pretty good. I really like the uh, 
the vibe of it and the atmosphere. Would you relate that game to? Because I had thought about playing that game at some point, what? and I wasn't sure if it was worth going back and checking out. What do you mean, what would I relate it to? Like, what kind of game is that overall? Third-person shooter. Okay. Um, it's a third-person shooter, but... Is it really story-heavy? Uh, yeah. So is it wannabe story-heavy? Yes. Okay. The story <laughs> is the reason to play the game. Uh, it's basically it's a third person shooter, but instead of just having a gun, you have a flashlight that you you get batteries for it, and that's the ammo. And when you hold left trigger, it focuses the flashlight. The enemies have like this shadow armor, so you have to hit them with the flashlight until their armor disappears, and then you can shoot them. So um, with a gun, yeah, with a gun. Oh. So 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 you have you have the flashlight, and then you can get like different, more powerful, like bigger flashlights, and then you have like flares um which like if you drop it at your feet then the enemies can't get close to you so it buys you some time and then uh you have a flare gun which basically is a one-hit kill for anything that it Mm -hmm. hits and then but that's rare and then um you know you have flashbangs that also are basically a one-hit kill for most things it's cool um it's it's a little janky i mean it is seven years old though um I really like the atmosphere and the vibe and the story is an interesting concept. I'm not sure how fun it is to actually play though. Uh, well, th- didn't you play it? <laughs> no, that, that's what I mean. Like the, the actual gameplay part was that of you? it. Yeah, that was me. Oh. Had a little gas trapped in there. Uh, I don't, cause I, I like the vibe of it and I liked booting it up and, and you know, it's pretty, it's like, it's linear, you know, you're, you're funneled through a straight path and then you come to a combat arena basically. And then you like hit a switch and then you're funneled, you know, um, but it's probably like 11, 12 hours long. And mm-hmm. by like hour nine or 10, I was like, all right now, well, that's just, I guess I'll finish this <laughs> See it through. Yeah. And then I started playing, there's two DLC chapters. Um, I started playing one of them. And it just, they just like throw threw a crap ton of enemies at me at like twenty minutes into it, and I was like, I think I'm good. Uh, I I kind of want to see w- what happens with the story though, so I might just YouTube or like look up a little synopsis. Um, I don't. It, it's it's a cool game. I, I'd say it's a solid seven out of ten. Okay. But the uh, the the concept of it is really cool and. Uh, I would want to see what they could do with like a modern version of that or a sequel or something. But as far as gameplay is concerned, if, if the story and atmosphere like isn't enough to carry it for you, you're probably not going to have much fun with the, with the combat, which is pretty much all the game is. I wish there's something else to it besides just like combat encounters. You know, if they, they could use some kind of like puzzle focus or something. Um, I think I was reading up on it and that game was originally supposed to be an open world game. So it's kind of weird. Like there's still some elements of that. Like there'll be a a level that'll start and you get in a car and you like drive down a path for like a couple minutes until you get to like the part where you get out and then play the game. But it seems like they could have taken all the vehicle stuff out. When you do, when you drive with the car, does it like one of your guys want to stop and take photos? And then does like, uh, yes. Prompto, like constantly, like he's reading a book. Have a lot of dialogue. Seat. I think my dog's stuck behind this couch right now. Oh, uh, whoops! Hey, don't walk back there. Get your ass out of there. Brian's dog is 
like a kid that's shouting that he's trapped in a well, and you look, and he's like in a ball pit in a McDonald's. He got behind these cords, and then he was. I heard my cat like moan once, like loud, where I thought for a second he might be in trouble, and I couldn't find him, but I could hear the moan, and I looked over and I realized like his fat ass, like slipped. I think he was trying to get a treat, and he backwards slid down behind a uh, chest freezer. Yep. And he was just trapped in this like four inch gap, big ass 18 pound cat, just howling for help. Like, oh, hey, I went to get this treat and I I got stuck behind the freezer. So he clawed the Christ out of me trying to get out of there and I got him out of there and then I gave him treats. That's an amazing story. And that's why I love my cat because he's an idiot. But yeah. uh, So when Gladiolus isn't like... Right when you're fucking dri- with your shit. When you're driving the car, I don't, it seems like they could have cut all of the bullshit parts where you drive a car out of that game, and it would be the same game, but with like, without like a half hour of like I'm driving a car for some reason. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's like I don't know. I think a lot of the it feels like a 2010 game. Question: When you're driving the car, is that where they play all the licensed music? No. Okay, what is the licensed music that's holding this game up? How many Puddle of Mud songs are there? I'm not sure, but the David Bowie is the credit sequence. Okay. Like when you finish the game and the credits start, it's David Bowie. And who gives a fuck about a credit song? It makes silent credits. There's a, there's a couple other... Well, okay, so it's, it's kind of... It's divided into episodes. Mm-hmm. Like there's six episodes to it. And so like you'll play an episode... It, the same way most games are divided into chapters or whatever... But and the episode will end, and it'll like black screen, and then a title card like episode one, you know, and then it'll play like a licensed track, like whatever they thought, and it, and then you can like sit there and listen to the song, or you can just like hit skip to play the next episode. <laughs> so you just so I just so yeah I, I I don't know it's fucking dumb. There is one part don't where, need to listen to this Buck Cherry song again. There is one part where like music plays a big like <laughs> part of like what's happening in the gameplay, but. I feel like I th- I th- I'm pretty sure that that music is like a uh, a band that made stuff specifically for that game, S- so that's not the problem. That was the holdup. Like when Brian May did the soundtrack to Rise of the Robots for Super Nintendo. Yeah, something like that. Sweet. I think it, it's a or Paul McCartney "Live and Let Die." There's a he did the de- he did a Destiny song. There's Paul some uh, yeah. You didn't know about that? Oh, yeah. It's awful. I think the song is called Those Wizards Are From the Moon. It is really (laughs) awful, and you should listen to it. Um, Yeah, so I don't know what's up with the licensed music thing, because you could totally take the licensed music out of that game. And And it'd be fine. It'd be fine. Uh, um, I I actually have a huge beef with, like, games using musical cues, uh, especially with licensed music, because I don't think it ever came up on here, but in Watch Dogs 2, there was one mission where it was like, Fortunate son was playing because you were doing some shit that involved voting machines, very topical and shit. Uh, but it was like a chopped down version of Fortunate Son. Either that or I didn't remember Fortunate Son being like a minute and 45 seconds long. But it it kept going and this mission took some time, like four or five minutes or six minutes at least from when it started. And it was driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> and awesome. that See, also happened with another game I'll, I played. I'll later. say this. Grand Theft Auto had a few of those music cues, and they were perfect. But did it loop? 
over and over again? No, what it was is it was Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone plays on the radio after a jet fighter fight in the end of a heist. Well, if the whole song plays and stops, then there's nothing wrong with that. But when it's like a looping, chopped-down version of Fortunate Son and you think you're taking fucking crazy pills? Uh, if they just did It's the Final Countdown and the ba na na and then looped just that part for a whole just mission. Forever. Yeah, just all it said was it's the final count on that. I'd be okay with that. I'd probably stop playing a game if it did that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Alan Wake's cool. It definitely it kind of sheds some light on you know uh, games from seven years ago, like the way we're at with technology. They still can look okay and seem pretty modern, but the the actual game design part of stuff. Maybe um, certain things that got a pass seven years ago seem super fucking dated now. Yeah, some um, some games aren't going to hold up well in that regard. Yeah, but I think it's cool. It's definitely worth a look. It, I mean, I think I paid like $4 for it, and uh, it was on sale recently before they... I don't even know if they ended up pulling it, but... It's pulled from Xbox, so I'd have okay. to get a disc copy of it, which probably wouldn't cost that much, unless yeah, people have like sought those out and picked them up i'm assuming you could get it for under five dollars from the internet uh which you might want to do i mean it, it's it's definitely worth checking out if you've got a spare couple days and you want to play a, a little bit of a spooky third person shooter it's pretty it's it's cool i'd imagine it would have gotten pulled from steam also i well they were gonna pull it and then like i remember they put it on sale like right they put it on they sale for like a dollar yeah. before they pulled it but then I remember checking a couple days later, and it was still on there. So, huh, who knows? Uh, so I'm not sure if they sorted it out or what. No one can find out. Or if they took the licensed music out. I don't know. But it's um, lost the time. It's pretty cool. It's a cool game. Uh, I just, you know, as a big like kind of horror, spooky, thriller game fan, um, it was one of those games that I always wanted to play, but I never owned a 360. So, yeah. so then when I got a PC, it, it was one of the first on my list to kind of check out. You know, so. I, it was one of the first games I got for my PC, and I just now got around to playing it. Um, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I played it. So cool. now I understand. Uh, I also, well, I just started playing Hollow Knight on PC. Mm-hmm. How's that? It's amazing. Nice. It's a uh, Metroidvania that's got this really cool hand-drawn um, animation. Like yeah, the art looks style. really cool. Yeah, the art's cool. The music's really cool. The atmosphere's really cool. Um, I didn't actually didn't know anything about it because I had heard people mention Hollow Knight and I thought it was some kind of like expansion for Shovel Knight or something. So I just like tuned it out whenever people started talking about it. Yeah, I could see how you could do that. Right, um, like you do when most people talk to you in any form. Right. <laughs> if you're like me. But uh, I mean, because it just, I don't know, Hollow Knight, Shovel Knight. I, and, yeah, and, and, and Brain Association, it, I, that makes sense. It, well, it came out right around the time of as like the Spectre of Torment, like the Shovel Knight DLC. So I just I kind of lumped them both together in my brain, and I didn't even know that it was a separate game until it, um, the Steam sale. It went on sale, and uh, I, I saw a bunch of people saying like, "Oh, that's a must buy for ten bucks." Um, so I've been playing it. It's a Metroidvania, but it's got a Dark Souls kind of thing to it as well, mm-hmm. where. Um, well, you, Brian has a video of it pulled up, but there's a little circle in the top left and with like five smaller circles next to it. And the little cir- the big circle fills up as you attack enemies with your blade. And once it's full, you can hold circle and it'll heal your health. Um, but you got to be strategic about it because you're vulnerable when you're healing because you have to sit there and hold it. 
And it also can, sh- if you fill it up enough, if you tap circle, it'll shoot out a fireball. Um, that's the only the powers that I have so far because it, it's a Metroidvania, so I'm assuming you'll get all kinds of crazy powers and shit. I only have gotten uh, a couple of them. I, I've only beat the first two bosses so far. But, but it, yeah, again, it's kind of... I've never played a Metroidvania where you, like, heal yourself, so that, that kind of gives me that Dark Souls, like, Estus Flask or Bloodborne, like, Blood Vial vibe mm-hmm. to it where you kind of run away from the action real quick and, and heal and then get back in it. You also, when enemies die, you collect these little rock-looking things that it's a currency, and um, if you die, it's the same as Dark Souls. They're like souls, and then you have to go back to where your body was uh, to get your souls back, and if you die on the way there, um, they're gone forever. Uh, there's also, like, the map system's kind of weird. There's At some point, they need to. there just needs to be a, a name for that. Na- a name for what? Oh, so like yeah. souls like games. Yeah. Well, I mean, just a boiled down version for the like the shit staying in place when you die and then being gone forever. Uh, you don't go back to. It. Yeah, I, I I imagine somebody'll sort that out. But the the map is interesting too because so each new area you get to, there's everybody's bugs in this game, right? All the characters are bugs and all the enemies are bugs. Um, there's a big mosquito man though who's a cartographer, and you'll when you get to a new area you have to kind of find where he's at in that area and then he'll give you a partial map that is um it's completed for like whatever he's explored you know so it's usually like maybe is he an enemy though no 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 so the mosquito is a good bug he's usually he's a big giant mosquito he's probably like four times as big as you he's usually just like sitting on the ground and he kind of gives you like a oh hey there is he a doctor he's a cartographer is he is what would you refer to him as his name is like Cornelius, I think. Mister Mosquito. He's the cartographer, but uh, so so he gives you like a partially completed map. You have to buy it with your souls, and then you he has a map shop up in the overworld, and you have to go up there, and then you can buy a quill for the map, which lets you update the map like to where you you've explored. If you don't have that, it doesn't update your map where you go. So and then you also have to buy like. You buy the pins that'll, so when you find a bench, which is like the save point, it'll mark those on your map. So you have to buy, in order for anything to get marked on your map, you have to buy that pin for, for that. But I mean, those are all like 100 or something currency. It's, it's not really a big deal. And I think eventually you can start like upgrading weapons and, and stuff like that too. Uh, it's just, it's really cute. The music's really good. The, the, it's got creepy sound design, like, because you'll walk into a big open area and the enemies all like if you go up to something to talk or not enemies the npcs they'll it has text dialogue but then they speak gibberish you know like Mm -hmm. yeah like how games like to do sometimes but you'll walk into a big area and you'll hear somebody speaking gibberish somewhere and you're like oh fuck let me find this guy see what's wrong and it could be like there's a guy trapped like an in an enemy's mouth and you got to go fight him or there's a guy who wants to help you or a guy there's like this weird tunnel thing with teeth that gave me the hunter's journal, which like documents enemies. And then as you, it'll be like kill nine more of this enemy to decipher the hunter's notes. And then, you know, it'll unlock like journal entries about the different enemies and stuff. So it's, it's got that kind of thing going to it. It's, uh, it's, it seems really deep from, from what I've played. It seems like a vast kind of open, like 
you know exploration based thing with a a lot of deep mechanics and uh, it's pretty challenging as well you really have to um be sharp about your platforming and your uh action kind of kind of skills it's like those games are typically pretty demanding of yeah it's like a your accuracy i'd put it a little above like guacamole so far in, in difficulty um Guacamole is pretty easy. It's just that some of the ancillary like trial stuff is the only hard stuff right. in Guacamole to do. And I've heard that Hollow Knight towards the end um, gets very difficult, and but a lot of that is the um, optional stuff, which makes sense. Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of these Metroidvania type games have very difficult optional content, and that's why it's there in the first place for people seeking out uh, an extra challenge. But um, I think it's like forty hours long too, so I'm in for, in for a little Damn. ride. Yeah, but it's uh, I I'm I'm really in love with it so far. Uh, nice. I, th- I think it's it's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And it's uh it's only on PC right now, but it is coming to PS4 and Switch, and I think Xbox as well. Hmm. But but he said the Switch version is like six to twelve months away. So, um. You know, it might be worth waiting for it on Switch, or if it comes out on PS4 first, you might want to check it out. I think I think it's fifteen dollars normal price, so again, it's not even a an expensive game, but it's on sale for ten dollars as of this recording, which um, will not be. Which will well, be actually, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's on sale until July fifth for like nine eighty nine. Yeah, that's my, this might be up by then. So cool. It looks really interesting from looking at the video. Yeah, definitely worth a look. It, it controls really well too. The the platforming and the like, the jump height and the responsiveness of it is all really crisp. It's yeah, it's always like super disappointing when a game like stacks you with a bunch of platforming and it's like not great. <laughs> right. right, Like, because right. if I'm going to spend ninety percent of my time trying to hit ledges and like time jumps for an attack, like the ship better be like on point. Should be a top priority. And it looks like from what you're saying and from what I saw there doesn't look like it's it looks like it's really nice and well done so did you or are you planning on getting ori in the blind forest from the steam scene sale uh yeah i am planning on getting ori in the blind forest and hyperlight drifter those are yeah. both ten dollars right now because ori in the Dribbler. blind forest is akin to that the hollow knight game yep. but it probably looks like three times better like it is a great looking game great soundtrack too yeah i'm really interested I've, and they I've, just announced the sequel to e3 i've so. wanted to play that for a while um i really dig the look of hollow knight though like that old school like hand-drawn animation thing it's got going Indeed. for it i think the characters and stuff so far that because there's it's it's like dark souls and that like you meet all these cryptic npcs that'll like tell you like a little they'll say a couple sentences to you and you're like all right well you're fucking weird <laughs> and it's just like really depressing, and every everything's like derelict and beat down. And yeah, it looked cool. I'm wondering if it would wear wear on me, kind of lose its charm after like 40 hours, though. But I don't. I just saw the one stage in the video that we just watched. So yeah, so far the couple stages I've been to are we're all like way different than each other. Um, and so I, I've only played like three or four hours of it. So, and um, you know, so far the powers I've gotten have been pretty standard fare. I just got the the dash. You know, so you can like mm-hmm. jump and dash, or like dash, so you can get across bigger gaps. Uh, I, I, I've seen some areas where there's that are gated behind a double jump, so I know that there's one of those um, somewhere. And yeah. it's cool. It's yeah, it's 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 like bug Dark Souls if it was a Metroidvania. That put that on the, the back greatest. of the box. Yeah, put that on the back of the box. Ready for Matt a world Hayes. of bug Dark Souls if it was a Metroidvania. I like it. 
No. I, I've never heard of the development team either, so I'm not sure. What are they? If this is the who are they? Like Team Cherry, I think. Is yeah, who called. knows? It could be. Uh, it could be people that are ex. Yeah. Other companies, but I mean, it's it's really like a, a solid package. It's I'm I'm, in, I'm impressed for. It's also a treat to go in, ha, be able to go into it, and I just found out about it like two days ago. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Yeah, D plus. Uh, <laughs> play anything else? Uh, no, that's been it. Okay. I can get into uh, some of the dangles I've been playing. I already talked a little bit about Breath of the Wild, but yeah, I just just beat the Divine Beasts. Been breathing some wild. And uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rush myself to fight Ganon. I'm gonna enjoy that game and just sort of pick at it. And it's so huge that I feel like it would be a disservice to just run it in the game. But it, not that it takes away from anything. But usually, once I beat a game, even the like post game contents, I'm like. I'm content with never doing it once I've actually beat the game. Yeah, same here. I, so, I always tell myself I'm going to be like, all right, I'll beat the game, and then I'll go back to later and do the side quests. That, that doesn't ever fucking happen. Sometimes I do, but not often. That's been like my latest transformation as a gamer, being the guy that's like, oh, done, uninstalled. Yeah, like, I'm okay with not having to do everything in a game, you know, or not even oh, finish yeah, totally, game sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I did finish multiple games for this podcast, which I'm very excited to talk oh, about. Yes. Look at you. Um, <clears throat> in hot anticipation of the new Wolfenstein game, I finally beat Wolfenstein The New Order. Ooh. Yes. You got past that turret level. On my... Oh, that I was hung up on that for like two days. <laughs> but I have had it on Chapter 7, uh, and I've had that game for like two fucking years. And it came out three years ago. And oh hey man, I know you're paying my fucking <laughs> Arkham Knight still in its shrink wrap. So yep. uh, oh wow, <laughs> Horizon still in shrink. Oh yeah. no, I just got it out of shrink wrap. Uh, but anyway. yeah, so I started it and I was like, ah, I could take my time and really methodically get through this, or I could just bump it down and blast through it and have a really good time. Sometimes so that's, that's the best way to. That get is what stuff. I did because I haven't even bother to play this game in like two years sure. <laughs> so you just, so, you just put on easy and then started yeah running I, gun? like it literally like i went even like a step below to like the most baby dick uh like low bar that you could put because it's like where he's got the pacifier and the bonnet. yeah it's it's like can i play daddy or something is yes. what it's called and i think they got into some hot water for one of their games or at one point saying girlfriend mode for the easy easy oh, version. Nice. No, that was uh I think that was Borderlands or something. Maybe I don't Anyway. E- yeah, either way, yeah, who gave the fuck? Um but either way, yeah, they really insult you just for playing it on that low but it was awesome. It was a blast. Um really awesome game. I always liked it. Similar to Doom last year. I just started it and then took me forever to finish it and i liked it the entire time so i don't know i mean it's just having a million good games Dude, to play it happens even with awesome games so. um so i didn't really put it down for any particular reason and now that i picked it back up and uh finished it uh i have a lot of thoughts on this game uh a it's really good solid throughout they do that annoying musical thing uh at the end the very last level they play like their little theme and it like it does like a hard cut when it loops. It doesn't loop perfectly, and you can hear it every time. And you're like going through a big, like fortress, so you hear that a lot. Um, some of the controls and Watch Dogs Two did this also are contextual based. So like a button will do one thing, but if you're doing something else, it will do another thing. Um, so 
the button for melee is also the button to throw knives, which I really like. But there's so many times when I'm like, oh, is that a destructible environment? That I like a doorway I can get through if I just melee that board, and it's just like I threw my knife, it's gone, and I'm like, no, <laughs> it's like such a precious commodity in that right. game. Right, uh, I feel like Far Cry kind of had that in either three where your knife was also the melee. Maybe I can't. Things. Oh, I didn't. Even a so lot like of you, games seem to do that. You yeah. move like an inch to the left for a second, and it's like, remember that stealthy takedown you were gonna do? And it's like. You just threw a knife into the face of the dude standing next to the guy with his hand on the alarm. Get ready to get fucked. Yeah, so right. I, I definitely did that on more than one occasion. And then also because the reload button is the same button that to pick ammo and armor up. There's several instances when I'm like in a firefight and like armor's on the ground and I'm trying to pick it up. And then it like sends my dude into a reload. And I'm like, no, no, what are you doing? Like, that's not not ideal. I actually... Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people complained about how you have to hit square every time to pick up everything. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. But I read, uh, I actually read the other day, there's like this big, long, like, developer breakdown with one of the developers of it. And he explains, like, really meticulously, like, the reason why it's like that. And it makes total sense. Um, I won't go into it because it's, like, super in-depth. I mean, this is like a, it took me, like, 15 minutes to read this fucking uh, piece the guy wrote. But... It was like started with like the very basic concept of like designing it, and they had it different at first, but they ended up the way it was like for a bunch of really specific reasons that had to do with like dual wielding and like having players know that you can dual wield, but then also like you don't want to have a dual wield be automatic when you walk over a gun, and and then there's all these other things. Yeah, but the dual wield is mapped to the top of the D pad. Sure, but but it's uh, it just and it's in the weapon wheel too. So like, I'll I'll send you a link to the article and it'll make sure. Well, I just don't think it's a good choice overall. It just cuts to you going to pick up to armor be, and then you throw your knife off. Like you are constantly looking around Jamin Square. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll link you to that article, but but uh, it, it was an eye opener for me because I thought the same thing, and then I started reading. And I was like, oh, you know, that makes total sense. And I never fucking thought about that. So yeah, and I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure they knew because that's a very prevalent part of that game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they know 100. percent So yeah, but it was really cool. It was a really good game through and through. I'm looking forward to the new one. The hype got me to play this one, and this game is very fun. It's uh, it wait, goes wait. a lot of places. Wait, so so you were playing on easy? So well, I played through the first half on like the sure, but I, middle. I, I'm talking about the end. Yeah. Um. So no spoilers, but um, I played on normal. Yeah. And I thought the game was not too hard, man- very manageable. Um, I usually stealthed out and took the commanders out and that kind of shit. Uh-huh. But I thought that the final boss was this fucking ridiculous difficulty spike and I died so many times I ended up having to like cheese it where like I could like get him stuck in a wall and like Mm -hmm. get him. Was it hard on easy too or did he go down pretty easy? Well, there's two waves. The, the, the final form. This last wave. Um, the, the big mech. Yeah. There's an above ground. The underground lab. Like, okay. uh, Yeah. That I basically, did in about thirty seconds oh. and shot a million rockets at that I had been hoarding up. That that took me hours of my life. Yeah, I had heard that was a pain in the ass, so that was also part of my inspiration. Everything's on fire, and he can basically like one and shot th- you. And, and I saw the trophies beforehand, and it was like if you're not playing on Uber difficulty or whatever other difficulty, then I'm not getting credit for it anyway. So I was just like, I'm just gonna play through this game like I'm fucking Rambo. And that was the right choice. Yes. Yes, that's probably a good call because 
that last boss was so fucking frustrating. Like that's I, I was thinking about replaying that game. Maybe I'll just do it on easy because I was thinking about it and I was like, oh yeah, but that last boss fight fucking sucks, and I don't yeah. even want to do cake. it. Piece cake. Uh, didn't stop me from dying in instances where I definitely shouldn't have, though. Uh, but I get, I would be so careless because I'm uneasy that I'm just sure. like, eh, shut up, let me stand here and reload while you're shooting at me. What did you think about... My other gripe with the game was I felt like it focused a lot on using that laser gun to cut squares and things. Um, and I got real fucking tired of doing that after a while. It wasn't too bad, and that didn't bother me, but it did become a mainstay in your arsenal, and it's like something they constantly wanted to you, you to use. And... Uh, there are points where, like, you find those little stations where they recharge the laser weapon, and then the bigger robots that have, like, laser machine guns. And so, like, I would go up and charge, recharge their laser machine gun, and then just continue using, like, this laser minigun and mowing everyone down. But then there's parts where, like, like, there was. <laughs> There's this thing you have to do where you like hold a lever and your guy would like he still whips out a gun. BJ still whips out the gun so you can like look around and shoot and a garage door will open up and then you have to press square to release it and it'll drop down. And so when I did that, like it automatically drops the minigun. So I had this like <laughs> this really sad, stupid moment where like this awful alternate ending happened that I created where I'm like storming the final like castle and there's just a garage door section. I'm like, oh, I got this laser minigun. I just recharged and I'm taking that with me. I got to get this garage door real quick. And I like, I set down the minigun <laughs> and it's going up and then I like let it go. And then I'm like looking down. I'm like, oh, he's not picking it up. And then, like the garage door just slowly comes down <laughs> and kills him. <laughs> well, I'm unable to pick up the minigun. Um, well, that's, that's pretty awesome, perfect. and so that was pretty funny. Yeah, um, I, that just reminds me of the Austin Powers steamroller kind of event. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, very much. Um, are, are you gonna play the Old Blood? Probably not. Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem that seems sort of like an ancillary game, not necessary. Uh, but maybe I, I don't see myself really having the urge to. Yeah, I, I I'd say it's not necessary story wise. It definitely like part of it takes place before, and then part of it takes place after. Um, the main game, I, I, and I think it's. Do you probably play Blaskowitz? Yes. Okay. I think so. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been yeah. More, it's, it's been, been like long. two years since I played well, it. You reviewed it. Yeah. I I'll read your review. I remember liking it a lot. Yeah. Um. I think you gave it a cool guy, Joe. Yeah, but it's uh, it wasn't as good as the main game. Definitely not. Yeah. So I mean, that game's also super cheap. So at any point in time, I could be like, eh, fuck it. But right now i'm sort of trying to not buy more games and just uh focus on the ones that i do have and beating those which i beat another game and i just started it two weeks ago i actually don't think you're focused even though i was playing it uh fire emblem awakening for 3ds and that is the first fire emblem game i've ever played it is a turn-based strategy game which I think you talked about it, but yeah, it's the turn-based one, right? Yeah, like the, you had just started it when oh, okay, last I heard you cool. talk about it. And, uh, and now you've just finished it. Yeah, it took me about 30 hours. There is potential to grind out and do a lot more stuff. There's side missions along the way, but I was kind of confused because they would pop up not necessarily in order. Like I did the first four, and then the next one that I saw was number eight. And then the next one that I saw was like 12. And there are things that you do... Like, each of your characters, so kind of the, one of the th reasons why I really like this game was counter to XCOM, where you've had this, like, cool troop of customizable soldiers. You have these 
super defined characters that all like talk to each other and build relationships with each other and you can pair them up in combat and boost their relationships sort of like persona and that's really sweet cool um and it adds a lot to all the characters so it's kind of the thing that you're missing in XCOM, but it's at the sacrifice of customizability because you can reclass them but other than that they're basically going to be who they are personality looks and everything wise their costumes change when you reclass them but uh regardless the the side quests are sometimes dependent on the relationships that you build. So if you go through that game and kind of mainline it or, or do like I did, and it's like not necessarily mainlining it, but I wasn't after I did like seven or eight side missions and I saw like kind of what they were, there's like usually some side objective and some recruiting options in certain ones where you come across new NPCs. But I had like this brigade at a certain point you have an obscene amount of soldiers and mm-hmm. there is permadeath in that game so there's a reason why and i played it on the normal difficulty because this is the first fire emblem i did yeah. you can play normal difficulty and then you can choose to do permadeath or not permadeath and so if you choose permadeath they don't actually die canonically they say they're like retiring from battle oh, so it's okay. like they got wounded and so like some main characters it's weird because some npcs it will say they died but some they that are like around. critical to the story i think yeah say it just says retired so um i got all the way to the end and then like two of like my best soldiers went down or actually one of my best soldiers and one of my best healers went down in the second to last battle and i was like grit my teeth and just like that ah, fuck it and i went on to the last battle and it was really epic and really cool the story's really really good the cutscenes are really good um yeah, you seem to like this fucking game from like A to Z. Yeah, like it, it seemed like everything about it was kind of right up your alley. It's incredible, actually. It's instantly like way high up there on my turn base. I've always heard games. Like, every person I've ever talked to has always been like, "Oh, Fire Emblem, amazing." Yeah, this is actually seems like the one because there's kind of two schools. There's the older uh, ones that a lot of which didn't come to America, and then the started like the Game Boy Advance ones and then this 3DS cycle is where they got more into like this relationship like you marry characters um, and then the characters can have kids and so like there are side quests built off of that where like I got introduced to a character's kid through a side quest that had been there and so because of who chose to get what like get wed that's the character you get so like if it, if if say like you, there's a character uh long q and cordelia and i made them get married and then like there's a potential kid for cordelia somewhere that will pop up in a side quest based on that but if i had him marry someone else it's not the same kid so th- it's it's well, iffy not unless you know they have a lot of secrets they <laughs> yeah to discuss but there's not like in an, the middle of a battle <laughs> there's not like an unlimited amount of options and there's not like every character can get in a relationship and you can pair up any characters in battle but like the only ones that will marry are woman and man and shit so it's a little bit i don't even want to say limited <laughs> because there's like an absurd amount of shit you have to do yeah and i think i only married like three or four couples because uh my archer's wife died in the second to last battle <laughs> oh boy that old, that old chestnut <laughs> and so i like kind of had this like hidden motivation like come on man like you gotta make this shot your wife's dead like <laughs> <laughs> avenger um but it's it, for diane it's a great game and what i was originally getting to saying is that the newer school ones um 
this is considered the best one, Awakening. Um, there's been this one. There's been the Fates, which came out like a staggered two-game release, and then like a DLC, uh, which is cool. And then the one that just came out, which was Fire Emblem Echoes Shadow of Valentia, I think. Um, so, yeah. So, they're doing that. They're doing their, their Dynasty Warriors. Like, this game's fucking incredible, though. It took me about 30 hours to beat. Uh, Could have spent a lot longer. You can... Uh, customize your character, your main character to be a man or a woman, and I choose man, but like another big main character in the game is a dude, so I wonder like if I had been a chick and I paired those two characters like I would probably give more of a fuck about like whatever offspring and shit he had, so. Right. Um, It's really cool. It's nice. a very fucking good game. My main guy's name was Senator. And I, Ooh, that's a cool name. And I thought that was a good choice. Yeah. Call him Sen for short. No, he's a senator. Call Strict- him Tor. Strictly just senator. Call him um, Roddy. Excellent story, though. Really, really good. Really good soundtrack. Nice. Um, Yeah, all that stuff. The cool. the anime ridiculous is just enough to where oh, it's not... I like that. It's not too much. It's not flooding you. It's a cut under with the persona levels of crazy. Oh, okay. oh well. Um, You got to get in the... Because that's the... Maybe a significant That's cut. the frosting right there. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but other than beating those two... I uh, I did this weird thing where my girlfriend has an iPad that her work gave her, which is basically just hers now, and she doesn't use it for work. So I reset it, and I put on Crossy Road, and oh boy. they were like, there's Katamari guys in Crossy Road. And I'm like, what? So I put on The Prince, and then I was like, oh, what music do I have that I could just instantly download while I'm playing this for my tunes? And I had the Interstellar soundtrack. So, so you're playing Crossy Road. So I was Roads. playing Crossy Road, which, if you didn't know, is the definitive Frogger clone, as the prince from Katamari, and uh, just like going insane doing that. It is the most epic shit to this fucking <laughs> super interstellar soundtrack. And while I was doing that, I fucking unlocked and the, the prince thing was free. By the way, there's like a million skins for this fucking game, and that was free. I fucking unlocked the king of all cosmos. And he shoots a rainbow. He has a royal rainbow? He shoots a royal rainbow out of his mouth. And when it hits cars, they turn into rainbows. And so do the trucks and, like, trees and everything. Um, And it's just a really cool, weird thing I found myself doing for, like, two hours. That sounds awesome. Uh, I also got back into threes. And... uh, Dude, the first I was playing threes the other night. The first game I played was the second highest score I've ever had, and so I was like, "Nope, got to do this again." I'm like, I'm right there. That threes will get you. I'm right back in it. I started playing Downwell again on my phone, and then it just made me want to play it on PC. So I start just started playing it on Steam. But when I'm at work, I don't have my computer, obviously, so mm-hmm. I play it on my phone. It's fucking hard with touchscreen, man. Yeah, I, I actually downloaded that on the iPad as well and was playing a little bit of that. And I'm like, this is tough. I'm going to play more threes and crossy road. That's kind of why I feel like I want to try down well on like the PC because I came up on just playing it on my how f- tablet. How far can you get on your tablet with it? I've got to the end boss several times. Jesus I've never Christ. beat him, though. Right, so I was you have to understand, my like... my I had a religious experience with Downwell for like like two months where I was like... Dude, the reason I didn't play my like my Vita bat like my I didn't use my Vita so long that the battery died from just sitting. That's how long I didn't use it because every night I would come home and be like, oh, what do I want to play? And then like 
as if in some fugue state, like I realized I was two hours into playing Downwell. That's what I did so. with Crossy Road. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't get past 1-3 on my phone in Downwell, but I was sitting on my couch playing it on my phone, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. I have it on Steam. I I'll just play it. Phone's a, a little toy. harder than a tablet because right your your fingers are all over the screen landscape. Yeah. Whereas well, like in a tablet, like it's for me, I was playing it in like landscape mode, and it's a strip in the middle of the screen, and it controls are off to each side. Oh, that sounds a lot better. Cause, so because your thumbs block what seeing what's coming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, yeah. But so I uh, I booted it up on Steam and immediately got like a twenty combo. Yep. And I was like, and, and and on my first run, I I got to the second world, which I hadn't done in the two days I'd been playing it on my phone. And I'm like, man, a controller makes that game so much more fun. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back Dude, in. I just love it. It's just like, hey, uh, we spend millions of dollars uh, with uh, hundreds of developers to make this game. Do you guys want to play that? It's like, I don't know. I can slide these these numbers together. And that makes that makes a bigger number. I had a real dark moment where I almost bought World Basketball Manager 2 on the Steam sale. Don't do it. I didn't. Fuck yeah. But but it was really funny because I I went to their website and I was just like, this is basically what I do in 2K broken down into what looks like spreadsheets and graphs. And I was just like, I'm going to download this demo that's like 200 megabytes. And I downloaded it and they just one letter difference all the NBA players and all the NBA teams. So I was like the Utah Jazz, and oh there's boy. a bunch of like guys that are just like one letter off. Uh, it was really stupid. I immediately got rid of it though. Um, but as far as like you know, you hear that like, what is next gen? I'm telling you play play some Crossy Road, <laughs> the Interstellar soundtrack. <laughs> This is going to be the new thing kids do. As, as a Katamari character. I don't know if that's as impactful as uh, HD Rumble. No, you have no idea. You have no idea. You, you There's going to be kids flunking out of school. They're like... You does, haven't played a next-gen game yet? How does it How does it compare to something <laughs> like uh, the the first truly competitive esports title? It shits on arms. it. Arms. It, it just shits on it. There's not even a... It's like, just I jump out a window. I don't think there's ever been a more true uh, game experience. Anymore. Uh other than that, the final it's not thing... Cro- it's not crossing roads, it's a crossy roads. The final anyway. thing I, I played, which I was playing only for a half hour earlier today, is I finally decided I'm going to play some more Horizon Zero Dawn in my okay. uh, in my chocolate showstopper folder. Yeah, I saw that. Dude, um, uh, so is that the next game you're going to try to commit to, is Horizon? I think... Dude, uh, it's, it's a really fucking These good are game. like... This is the, the folder of games I feel obligated to beat. <laughs> so... In this order, too, like Horizon, Resident Evil, uh, other than... You got like, a couple games in there that have been sitting there for years, too. No, just Witcher and Bloodborne have been sitting there for years. That's it. Everything else is pretty recent. No, that's what I mean. Witcher and Bloodborne is what I was oh, talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, I just beat New Order, which was a 2014 game. So now I'm moving... And now I can move on to my 2015 right, right. PlayStation games. Dude, Bloodborne I s- and Witcher. I say get into Horizon, man. That game is fucking phenomenal. Well, see, here's the thing. I... I'm forming some somewhat harsh opinions about this game. Dude, I was the same way early on. And I'm not that far into it. Keep going. I felt the same way my first, like, four hours. I kind of hate all the characters. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're well-designed at all. I think everyone's got a stupid fucking haircut and some face paint. It's like, we put a dreadlock on you, you have a half-shaped mohawk, and you got a braid, 
and you got a big beard, bald head, blue paint on your face. Wait, Mike, you finished Horizon, right? No, no. no but I am like th- probably 25 Sam hours finished Horizon. Uh, and everyone seems to like it. And at worst, I, I don't give a fuck about the character. At, at worst, I play through the entire thing and don't give a fuck about the character. Mostly, mostly the, the characters are pretty irrelevant. Like the greater story of what happened and why the world is the way it is is like the the cool thing about I hope I hope I can start to give a fuck because you you will it gets it gets a lot better dude yeah I so imagine it does I mean people really like this game so but at this point in time I could not give like I think the character design is just flat out bad um and it, which was weird because they look good they're like well modeled and stuff but then you look at their faces and it's like yeah detail in the eyes there and then you saying some stupid shit and you got like this fucking 2016 haircut and it sucks it's it seems uh, at first and their names suck their names are all like jarvel yeah it, it seems at first that like it's going to be Jar- really heavily old, like old story jarvel. based like on character interactions but you spend like 99 percent of that game by yourself also you haven't got to like the next area yet right no i mean okay. i yeah, i haven't yeah, done yeah. a lot in this game at all i'm like six and a half hours into it it but definitely tries i understand because i understand what you're saying because i agree that it is kind of just like me too yeah if like it you, seems like bad sci-fi like it just like well, at this point it seems like you went into a boardroom and had a printed out sheet that said tribal on it and you were like right go and then they were like, "Oh right, <laughs> tribal got it." The, the tribal stuff. Maybe is, it said new wave tribal. New wave. The yeah, tribal tears for fears tribal. The tribal stuff is like the weakest part of that game. Flock of seagulls but, tribal. But as the game goes on, all that shit becomes like, uh, I wouldn't say less relevant, but kind of put. It, it takes a backseat to the to way cooler shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, robot like dinosaurs s- are the reason you come to this. And game, it's like you so said, right. even if you just are in it for the gameplay and just shit through the stupid conversations you sometimes have it's just like okay yeah that was great whatever you're doing i'm gonna go out and fucking shoot some arrows into some lit up dinosaurs or yeah i just hide and then stab them with a staff in the butt i came to an odd conclusion earlier because i played far cry primal and there are similarities between this game and that uh yeah definitely and like in far cry primal the dialogue is like and like some translation at the bottom and i was like think that i'd rather have that (laughs) (laughs) than some of this shit because it's just no one talks like that like no one go and whatever fucking the the names for shit are stupid they're like it's like there was a girl like giving this like pep talk to like this fucking band of fucking dudes and it's like it sounded like shit it sounded like they took like a bible verse and then just fucking slanged it up with the whatever fucking crap they've thrown their world in and then they fucking they were like talking about the ring of metal and i'm like dude no one's gonna fucking talk about that no one's gonna call something the ring of metal like that is like way too many fucking words for such a simple thing and like i don't care what period of time humans are in we're ne- it's never gonna be the fucking ring of metal when it's just talking about something that's fucking out there like I, it's it's a shitty name it sucks and there's like seven words too many and there's not even that many words <laughs> so i just i was like kind of disgusted at that point but i i like the game for like how it plays it looks fucking great so i should probably I mean, just get past it i will say like i there, say just truck through there are that. a lot of things like everybody talks about the biblical verse the uh or it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than a camel getting through the eye of a needle and actually the in that reference, the eye of the needle is a specific canyon that is just hard to get through. Mm. So it's like that 
Like, there have just been expressional locations for, for everything. But I will say that kind of like, ook, ook, boof, buh. And it's like, who's to say they didn't just speak in a like language as complex as ours? Or, like, not necessarily as complex, but it's pretty much just yeah, a dude, language. I would have loved if unlike Far Cry Prime, they're like, look, chap, I'm going to need a few more skins from you before we move forward. <laughs> Well, I see. I liked Far Cry Primal because it was it was very on the surface and knew what it was doing. Right. No, like I get it what you're was saying. like there was only one really like nutsacky character in Far Cry Primal that I absolutely couldn't stand, and he oh, was like this awful comic relief guy. And his name was nutsacky. Well, and then there was a guy with one arm who pees on you. <laughs> was there just so? <laughs> nice job bearing the lead, dude. Why have we talked about anything else when we could have been bringing up one arm dudes peeing on me? But those guys you are better than the people that. in Horizon. <laughs> yeah, and I, I also kind of am not in love with Ashley Birch as a voice actor. Like she's not. I wouldn't say she's bad, but I wouldn't. There's nothing I like about her performance. Like I said, when I play, like I my that is pro is the only real criticism I have of the game. And once again, I'm not saying that yours aren't valid. Like I understand where you're coming from, but for me, it was just basically the only thing was like she didn't to me sound like everyone else. But once again, I was just like whatever. And then like literally, it was a two second switch where I was just like, okay, I get. It's also just that she's like a young teenage girl, and I don't relate to that on any level. The o- the only good character performance in that game is Lance Reddick. Every everything else is garbage. He your so dad, dude? Lance Reddick. No, he's the he's on a bunch of shows. He's that that bald black dude that's on like. Uh, no, who is he in Horizon? I don't think you've met you him yet. You haven't met him yet. Oh, okay. He his character model in the game looks exactly like. Him no, he's just. Well, I don't know what he looks like. He's so. one of the random flying dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he voices one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like it, he, it's, it's just exquisitely like, <laughs> done. <laughs> it's just like. You'll re- like, you'll recognize his voice. He's like he's like on that show. Uh, I wish so bad. He's, he's on that show Fringe. He always he like usually plays a government agent in things. Yeah, don't know that. But he's a character actor. Yeah, but he's really fucking good though. He, maybe I'm nitpicking, but maybe it's just bad. Well, yeah. also I, I mean it's, I hear people talking about this game and and like I've heard multiple people praise Horizon writing and I'm like no dude I, I like, don't think I don't think it's not that seems like it's sci-fi channel exclusive well, movie d- dude, style dude writing. because what it is is at the beginning of that game that all the, the stuff that you're experiencing right now is like mostly irrelevant to like where the game goes yeah like like the good writing and stuff in the game that people talk about is like um the whole backstory to like why the world is the way it is Cause there's like a, there's a couple times in that game where i was like oh holy shit like where it just like goes a completely veers hard left when I was expecting it to go hard right, and I think that's what people talk about when they say they like the writing. All of the tribal shit is all is garbage the whole game. But in fairness, I think I've I had the exact same criticism with a demo at E three, which is fucking that anthem game where it's like you're a fucking you're a fucking freelancer and you just hop in your javelin and you go down and hunt Continue. monsters in the middle of a shaper storm, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like what? Yeah, dude. They no one is ever f- gonna talk like that. Well, dude. They well, what <laughs> they do? They want to drop all these fucking buzzwords. That I know like, they want to like. Hey, we invented a weird buzzword that's only exclusive to our game. It's like Shaper Storm, bruh. And it's like I don't want to ha- say or hear Shaper Storm. So if you could never say it again, I would be a very that a game grateful. Cool too. So it, uh, maybe that it would just. Re- 
Uh, Maybe just mute your TV and just play. And here, here's the Dude, thing I would love I've to come over, see you. Just like, oh, what are you doing? Like, I'm listening to the fucking Interstellar music. <laughs> yeah, baby, try that. You just, start, you just spoiled yourself. You can't play anything now. You yeah. You're like listening to the Interstellar soundtrack over other movies. Fucking Horizon Lord's <laughs> Dome. I need to go back to Crossy Road. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? You're like, oh, I'm watching The Godfather, but with the Interstellar soundtrack. Writing wasn't that great. <laughs> I, and f- for me, I remember the first like five or six hours of horizon being like oh, okay and it wasn't until like yeah, it hasn't caught the, me yet. it wasn't until i got to the second area where i was like all right well and also there's along. just the distinct possibility that after it all you, you may just not like it that much even if you think that's, it's okay it's possible too it's it's not but a wrong yeah, there's thing a, i mean there's a lot of a like slow start to it though sure. there's a lot of like weird stuff like they don't do the best job at explaining a lot of the stuff that yeah, yeah that was my biggest 100%. gripe was they don't explain the upgrade, like the weapon. Upgrades, a lot of the inventory teaching shit. Teaching yourself how to, and even just the basic use of some of those weapons, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm Special my own effects. best tutor. And yeah. it's, it's a lot, and, and since they don't explain that stuff to you, you're kind of inclined to assume it's more complicated than it actually is, when actually like the simplest it's answer like an AB is type what of it scenario. is. Yeah, Hold exactly. X, press Y. And uh, like it, or like you can corrupt certain things that look like you can write on them, but some things you just can't write on. Also, I would be impressed if anyone well, holding you X upgrade, and pressing Y while playing this game. Well, Brian, you... Because that's not so on there's that things control. that look like you can corrupt, but there's, there's a certain way in the game is where you can upgrade off? your corrupting thing so that you can corrupt the bigger stuff eventually too. Like, well, no, but it, like there's stuff that... That, like it looks like a man could jump on its back specifically, but it's not mountable after you corrupt it. Like, oh, like grazers or whatever. Because I was like, I'm gonna fucking corrupt this thing right at this waypoint. And then it also does a thing with like open world games where it's like a floating waypoint. And so if like I'm off the beaten path, it's like it's like fucking twenty, uh, like thirty paces this direction and then i like turn a wrong direction and then it's it changes the complete result of where the waypoint is and it's like a relative distance to where like a random spot on the path is instead of my actual goal which i don't like because oh yeah i will go off the path yeah it gives you the old gps recalculating and it's expecting you to be on the on the path yeah so 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 it like waypoints me back to the path Absolutely. Instead of the thing on the map that I'm actually remember, trying to get to. I remember early game the map being very confusing to me too until I got familiar with it. So. Yeah, it's not a bad game. Like I, I need to play more before I it, like well, render too harsh totally or like, anything. There's nothing you've said where I've been like, well, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like it's all totally like. Yeah, you're correct on everything right. you're saying. The the thing about it is you just don't have the perspective of like pulling back to see it all as a whole, which is, I mean. Who knows if if your opinion will change? I'm but just not sure I'm going to give a fuck. Yeah, I, I think right. I think the rough edges of that game are really a, really apparent and rough at the beginning, yeah. and then as you go on, uh, gets more polished. those things become a smaller aspect sure, sure. Of, of what's going. Yeah, on. I'd be interested to see where your opinion goes like as you play, because like yeah, like like I said, like very well might be just like even if not even saying you dislike it, but if you're just like, well, that game was okay. It's like, all right, interesting. Sure. Like, because yeah. a lot of people love it. I hear what you're saying. Also, it's like everyone's kind of fawning over it and like giving it all these really like this really high praise and it just may not be a game that like you see a little deeper introspective, like a deeper perspective. Well, playing on. it's really fun. So, and that is, I think, what gets like most people through it and kind of, mm-hmm. at least for me, lets me also glaze over that other stuff. Like at some point, I there were times when, although I didn't ever mute it, I really was like turned like, around having a conversation with Mason, like while playing it, just buzzing through the conversation. Yeah. So, how many times did you do that in your favorite RPGs and like Fallout New Vegas and shit? Do you, 
Whoa. You ever like drone out and lose attention? Oh, I mean, in New Vegas, I don't talk to anyone long enough to fucking have a conversation. I see their face and I hammer it off with some sort of fucking mega sledge. Well, there you it, go. It, I almost played that instead of this. It also <laughs> has it also has the thing where like, yeah, there's dialogue in that game that's really not fucking important. Like, cause it's kind of it's a big open world Ubisoft style game at its core, right? Um, mixed it's with like, like Far Cry elements. So like, some of the things that might seem like main questy and important actually aren't fucking important at all. You know what it feels like? It feels like every NPC walking around in the world is that weird fucking dude who just starts talking to you at a gas station. And it's just like... My dad, hey, man, <laughs> how's your day going? Did you try these barbecue chips, man? Yeah, they just hang over the hill over here like a big old crested wildebeest. <laughs> but it, it, just, it just goes so aimless and it's like so like up its own ass and it's like it's talking about shit that like okay if that was a real thing that i knew what it was but it, when it's just like fucking yeah, metal ring out there and you're fucking yeah <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about like forsaken uh, corruption in the land you know well it the braves <laughs> The thing <laughs> I like your I like your King of the Hill version of all the characters like well, they're going to the fucking remote ring and uh, there was there was a specific line that was just a straight like it was a, a line from a prayer that was like fucking we switched to like we mad libbed it with our fucking oh that makes me bullshit want to play mad libs <laughs> like with our bullshit sci fi and I was like. That's really the, shitty. That is really shitty. The syrupy girl met the orange boy. I wonder if I wonder Thank how you. it was like forgive us for our trespass and like something about being forsaken or something. I wonder shit. I wonder how much of that has to do with the developers not being native English speakers, you know? I don't know. I didn't feel, uh, I guess they I mean kills the games aren't dialogue heavy or anything. It exactly. Could be, but I will say like that is one thing that I gave infinite credit to the original Mass Effect series was they would say something that has a specific title and it would roll through and then just a codec would pop up. So you knew what it, your character knows what it is. You can look at that piece of history at any time. And, and this game might educated. even have that, but I would not give a fuck but, about it. No, but it's, it's kind of one of those like, game. it doesn't matter. It, it sounds like you're kind of discovering what happened, but does everyone else around you know what happened already? No, nobody knows. You're okay. the only, nobody knows anything. No, but you're discovering what is, you, what is the world as they know it too. Right. That's part of the, and then there's the aspect of uncovering why the world's the way it is. So you're and new. You're the first person that finds any of that out. But the different main difference is the, the the shit that they're introducing is not interesting enough for me to actually care or retain the information because they could have told me the same thing like three times by now. But I, it's just, I, I'd say any, it sounds so fucking stupid. Whereas in like Mass Effect, alert. like not the new Mass Effect, uh, but in the other Mass Effects, like. When I played of Mass Effect 2, I was like really interested in learning about the fucking world that Mass Effect takes place in, and I could not give less of a fuck. Well, yeah, dude, you've got to know about those worlds Can and I bang just, those aliens. About I just fucking Mother's a, Crown. This is my guess. Oil mining, fossil fuel burning, robot dinosaurs, global warming. Dinosaur gospel. So you're an oil miner. Nah. No, it's it's actually no. super fucking clever and cool. Like, all right, well, don't, don't let's not get into that. But anyways, that that's what I would say. I just wanted to say I, that I would say keep on <laughs> playing and see because a lot of the early story stuff like has fuck all to do with what's great about the story in that game. Yeah, uh, worst comes to worst, I just not disregard all the fucking yeah, I lore. Mean, right, just pop on the Interstellar soundtrack and fucking play as the redheaded girl John Snow falls in love. Yeah, do what I do. Watch Netflix in the background. 
I mean, there's it, it's it's de- it's one of those games Jesus. where we'll put on Interstellar. It has like crazy put plot. It has like crazy plot twists that don't have anything to do with any of the tribal stuff. Like, yeah, there's like two stories going on in that game where the tribal stuff I never really gave much of a fuck about. But that's oh, that's almost not the main story of the game. Like that's all supplemental shit that has nothing to do with like mm-hmm. the main story of the game is what happened to the world. I'll which, find out which is soon. The interesting part. I'll find out. You soon. will find out. Oh yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, all right. So Gentiles, um, Menches. So you guys weren't here when we e thrapped <laughs> when we recapped e three. Right. That's um, how did the points go? And so, oh yeah. Well, okay. So let's get to that. I'm taking because because are any of you truly happy? I think it was a year where there uh, will uh, be uh, video no explanation. Games. Are uh, you are you truly happy? No. Here's the thing: is I'm only happy about Battlefront Two and the not talking charter. about video games. It's, he's are talking you, about the conferences. Are you yes truly no? happy? Not really. It was underwhelming. Are you truly happy? No. I'm also not truly happy. So I had to. We had to assess. We had to decide whether that was actually a point. I did recap this on the last show, so I'm not going to go fucking crazy here. I'm going to tell you what ones we got. So no one is truly happy is when I got, and I got no mention of Shenmue or Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I almost got the bad cover songs one because uh, there was a cover of uh, Crazy by Seal for the Skull and Bones trailer, which was awful, and a cover of Ordinary World, which sounded cool at the beginning, but was pretty awful at the end for Wait, Evil Within 2. Your guess was three? Yeah, and I got two. Or one with Chris Cornell, a song that he had been featured on or uh, had written. Um, I didn't get anything else. I thought I was going to get the Spider-Man 1 when they showed that at the end. I thought that was going to be the big mic drop, but they didn't fucking do anything worthy of a mic drop. And uh, I asked a DICE developer about Jar Jar, and he, he could neither confirm nor deny, so uh, that is worth nothing. I bet Jar Jar's in there. I, he better be. Mike, you only got one. It was the new Metroid. And Farkas, you didn't get this, but you did say that the new Metroid would not be made by Metro or Retro, and it is not. So I told you I can't count it, but it will be duly noted because it wasn't one of your predictions. And so here it is duly noted. Yet another year with you getting a prediction not during your predictions. Yep. <laughs> I want to work on that. But good job nonetheless because we didn't get any of those. Lots of footnotes. Uh him. Mike, I don't think you got anything else. No. Um, no drunk guy. Um, Fuck. Except me. Farkas, you got the new Bioware IP, and you didn't get anything else. Wolfenstein doesn't have multiplayer. No confirmation of PvP for Shadow of War, and I looked that one up because I wanted there to be. Um, no confirmation of vehicles or focus on new duty. No, none of that. Um, you got the price range right for the Scorpio, but we ended up giving... 0.66 points to you, Matt Hazlett, because you got the name and the month right, but the price wrong. Wait, what did I say on the price? I said 399. Yeah. You got you said 400 and it's 500. Did I say 400? Yes. So you I get did. no points for And you for also the 500 price range. Well, no, but I also put 500 and he put 450 uh, to 500. That's so. so that's so funny because the day of the conference I was like, yeah, it's going to be 499 and I wasn't surprised when they I can't believe I said 300. <laughs> you also said you didn't put a date for Borderlands 3, and I put a little audio clip of that right in the end where I had asked you right afterwards when, and you said a date. Uh, but you got uh, you won them because you got the Horizon DLC trailer, and you got God of War confirmed for the first quarter of 2018. Knack um, 2 was also announced it got a date, but it wasn't the date you gave. And Mike, similarly, uh, Detroit 
was shown as a 2018 game, but I couldn't confirm for the summer, so neither of you got points on that shit. Uh, and that was it. Wait, so, what, what date did I get for NEC 2? Uh, holiday, and it comes out in September. Uh, oh, yeah, it's launching way sooner than so I unless, it unless you were talking about 9-11, the great holiday that that yeah. is. So you got three, and that that is all it took <laughs> this year. I got it's two. It's a real defensive battle out there. One one more cover song, and I would have tied you. One I, jar. I was one jar jar away. You were one jar What jar was jar the away? one that you were talking about with EA, where you th- said there was going to be some kind of technical foul up or some shit, Mike? That that was Mike said there would be a sound malfunction at any point on stage with a yeah. poor, very poor reaction. And there wasn't that never happened. There wasn't a sound malfunction, but there was. It's what's called a tri. And I I texted you this, a tricaster fail, where the guy running the actual conference video feed. In the middle of them, like they they cut to like some players, they cut to Battlefront, they cut to some players, and then it just cuts to an idling How NBA guy standing, and the announcers go, "Oh, and it looks like we're back to basketball for a second. How bonkers would have been if I was like, "Oh, there's going to be a tricaster fail," <laughs> and they're like, "Holy shit, it happened!" And they're like, "What's up, dude?" Well, that's I was looking at that, and I was like, some, "Some intern just got slapped," <laughs> like. So Criterion just lost funding again. <laughs> business in the 1950s. But it was just funny because the announcers are like, oh, we're back to some basketball, it looks like. And then they're just like, oh, well, you know, the new game's coming. And we're back to Battlefront. Battlefront's pretty cool right now. And I was just like, you fucking idiots. Yeah, so I, I guess this is our final uh, notes for E3, if there's anything you guys want to talk about. Um, uh, so Matt Hazlett had how many? But did he have three he or 3.66? Three three oh, oh. I think he had 2.66. Nice. Yeah, he had 2.66. I he had that two. buzzer beater, right? So you get that .66 in. Yeah. Yeah. Half yeah. points count here. Well, that's not a half point. It's a two-thirds run. point. Two-third points count. Thank um, you. I actually, and this is going to be one of those things where I feel like a few people are going to look at me and be like, fuck off. <laughs> I... Is uh, a way to preface thing? Yeah. I was watching. Here's a stupid thing I'm going to say that's dumb. Well, I was watching the Battlefront thing, and it looked awesome, and it looked just like fantastic. I'm so excited for it. And then they're like, "Oh, it looks like somebody's got a villain," and it's like, "It looks like he's got Darth Maul," and I'm like, "Awesome! Like that's fantastic!" And it's like, "And it looks like somebody else got one, and he's going to pick Han Solo," and I'm like, "Nope." Like, do not throw Han Solo in the Battle of Naboo against Darth. Like, I don't, I don't want the online experience to have like a vague, like, hey, here's a you know pre Skywalker's birth fight, and here comes Rey charging down the line, and it looks like, uh, looks like Boba Fett. Were you mad because like the time errors don't matter? I just like, why couldn't you just have? It's like, hey, you're at the so battle. You'd rather of Naboo. they restrict you. I would rather they restrict it by era. In my here's the thing: is this here's my argument in this. If you were playing, if you were playing in the Republic clones, and someone just spawned in as a stormtrooper on the other side, wouldn't you be like, "This is dumb"? How many good characters are you going to have to choose from in the clone See, era? But that's the thing: is yeah, you're going to really hate when they put that uh, like Captain Kirk patch in. Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Nathan Drake. The only Drake. thing I'm really wary about, and I get honestly, I don't think that's that big of a complaint. Like, I mean, like I, I wouldn't be mad at you for saying that, but I just yeah, disagree. Like, imagine if you got ripped up by an X-wing when you're in a droid fighter, and you're like, "Well, this really takes me out of the scene." Like it, it's kind of one of those. Doesn't take me out that much. It, it doesn't necessarily take me out that much, 
it's just I feel like it's some kind of weird masturbatorial fan fiction gone out of control where it's like in Han Solo he fights Darth Maul and but Han Solo because he has a jetpack now and it's just like oh come on man are are you additionally mad at the fact that there's no swastikas on the German soldiers in Call of Duty multiplayer and there's female soldiers on the ally side uh, if there are female soldiers on the ally side specifically in the Russian campaign that would make sense let me bar rebar you it makes no sense that Darth Maul is in the in the middle of the field of battle anyway, nor Han Solo like in the middle of the fight because uh, they're generals of the respective army and usually use tactics. Well, and Darth or- Maul wasn't a general. Darth Maul was an asset. Darth Maul wasn't a military leader. He was basically a, a drop killing machine. He was like an assassin, and in the same extent, he well, does get dropped okay. in in the major stuff, storming. Of the Naboo Castle, so he gets dropped into the biggest attack. He had, there. but he had freeform command over any C- CES assets that he wanted because he was in the chart. Like he was not alive during the Clone Wars period, so that's another thing. Or but he like, was with robot legs, right? True. Thank well, you. And the, good call. My, that's actually canonically correct. Yeah, my well my argument on that one would be technically speaking, in that battle, you should be able to play as Naboo forces. But that's neither here nor there on that. To me, I guess it's just kind of like the era mix-up of it's just like... I'm saying if you're going to talk about the juxtaposition of the nonsense of what's happening, like even the bet like... But Solo wasn't even a general until post... He was a commander at the end of... At some point, you have to have the suspension of disbelief and just throw it into the video game. Well, no, and I understand that. It's just like... It's one thing to say, like, hypothetically, Darth Maul could end up in a battle on Naboo with droids against the clone army. I mean, would you rather be, like, fucking Jar Jar in that situation and be I with the Naboo yeah. people? I would have I rather a bunch of Gungans come out of nowhere. Fucking, because uh, if you want to go Gungan on that, but then you're going to you're gonna have that, like, every battle. And then there's going to be a limited time that you can get, actually get the heroes that you want to play as. But, well, so it makes it a worse game to do that. I guess my thing is they could have made a wider range. There are so many Jedis in the council there you could have uh, easily made like we send or, big poodoo now i tell you that <laughs> uh, the only thing that worries me about the new battlefront is that they're doing the free dlc model which means there'll be microtransactions and they're doing this battle point system and i'm wondering how nefarious that will be with money because the first battlefront always looked like they were going to throw that credit stream into microtransactions or charges into microtransactions and they never did all the, the only thing they did was sell these upgrade kits that let you upgrade all the cards, In, which yeah. did basically nothing. It just made the cooldown a little less. I'll say this. The upgrade the upgrade cards that you could get in battlefields where you would get a like division upgrade that you could purchase, to me, was like that always pissed me off because to really upgrade like a jet, you had to really... But I'm just talking about Battlefront. No, I know. Well, I'm just saying, you know, DICE, EA, Battlefield yeah. format games... They notoriously did packages, and even to Battlefield now, you can just be like, here's all the scout stuff, here's all the... But I guess it's kind of like... It's one of the things that I don't like about Mass Effect Online, but Mass Effect Online isn't competitive, it's cooperative. But if you allow people to buy points to unlock better guns, I don't like that. If points unlock cosmetic things, I don't care. Yeah, I'm just wondering because points are used, they're what you use to get the hero drives no longer a pickup, which is better. Um, it looks like those you get mid-combat, though, based on... Well, you get them for playing on the objective. Yeah, and that's the thing is... It, so I just want to see the microtransaction business model that will ultimately happen. If not at the game's launch, then this new 
three months after the game launched shit where they're like, hey, we have fucking injected microtransactions now and here they are bubbling at the surface, which seems to happen at every like major AAA game that's multiplayer now, if not right out of the gate with like Halo and Overwatch's requisition and loot box packs uh, or fucking Gears of Wars, then like fucking Call of Duty throwing it into Modern Warfare, uh, which by the way, they're releasing that standalone now for $40. Uh, that was another bit of news that didn't come out of E3, but just came out the other day. Although at this point, you could probably buy the double pack with both games for forty dollars. So, it's, um, yeah, I'm. I I will say like there's some phenomenon going on with shooters lately where it's kind of like we're we're people get trying you to in. squeeze blood out of the diamond man. It's yeah, just, that's it. It's just dollars. I don't know. I was really excited to see the new God of War. The, do you know what's weird? The game that drew my attention that like haunts my dreams just dance just dance <laughs> no um did anybody see the indie title last night yes that looked awesome that looks amazing and so did uh ashen the those last, are my two highlights of that looks super rad but there's a bunch of controversy about that shit because the developers like a fucking asshole yeah, whatever. People said talked a bunch of shit about Phil Fish and Well yeah, but Phil Fish wasn't like a gamer gator and uh this dude also No, but he like outwardly said like Japanese games suck. Yeah, but but this dude outwardly said that the last night is based on a world where evil femi- where feminism is evil and it it won instead of egalitarianism and it's all based on like gamergate politics. Hey, you know what? That doesn't sound that bad though. Well, and he said uh, he, and he said he He's what's her name? Vivian James, like the the gamer girl mascot of the Gamer Gators. He uh, there's he's tried to get her in the game. No, I'm de- I'm dead serious. Like I don't think that sounds that bad for this crazy person's story to be the center of this game. Like I don't have to agree with anything that they're saying, but if it's interesting or weird or different, then and the, and the game looks cool and it plays fun, then I don't give a fuck. Like that that guy could be a douchebag on his own time. If he made a good game, I'll play it. I don't, I'm so, not. I'm not giving that dude any of my money. He can eat a thousand. Dude, dudes. there are so many guys who are pockets are lined with your money that are fucking just as big of douchebags. Sure, but um, I'm aware of this one. You Todd Wendy, the guy who made Wendy's. He's a slave master. Yeah, um, that, that's all fine. I don't think that that timeline... No, dude, Todd Wendy. I'm just personally making the conscious decision to not give this piece of shit any of my money. Well, don't See, eat I Wendy's cheeseburgers anymore. The thing that says, I, I didn't eat, know all that. I, I just wanted if I want. to play a game that looked cool. <laughs> I, every every Frosty's... No, it looks great. I'm just saying, thousand. I'm saying, if this is his stupid, like, awful vision, if the, ga- if the game ends up sucking, I'm not going to play it regardless. In a game but if the game is good, I'm just gonna play the good game. They don't make me. And there's nothing and political macaroni. that could get. A, uh, I'm sure Papa John is a giant piece of shit. That look, that's all fine. That doesn't. It's, and, it's and, not gonna stop me from buying a cheap pizza. I, I won't. Ha- I won't hate on anybody for playing the game. I'm just saying, me personally, I'm choosing to not give my money to that asshole. But you're just giving your money to a different set of assholes, is all I'm saying. Whose whose discretions are far beyond your means of knowing. Sure, but in this particular instance... Just I, because you know it? I disagree so severely with the whole Gamergate and harassing women in the industry campaign shit that it's well, gross bit- and disgusting, and it actually affects like my main hobby on such a fundamental level that m- my personal stance is that I'm not promoting or fucking giving that dude any of my money. Here's the I thing. don't really give a fuck about cheeseburgers like in my day-to-day <laughs> life, but, but I, I spend like 90% of... <laughs> 
I, I spent like 90% of my free time talking about video games and playing video hold games. Up, hold on. Well, no, and it, I'll say this, hold Matt, on. to your credit. You give a little bit of a fuck about games in your day to day. I don't life. get Chick fil A. Come on, you give a little bit of a yeah, I don't go with, I don't I don't, fuck with Chick fil A either. So. I don't fuck with Chick fil A, and honestly, like, I'll get food from Wendy's, <laughs> but I. I would prefer not to because they actively shot down. There's like a free trade tomato thing because they keep. All right. Well, this is just a weird thing. Okay. They keep finding like basically illegal workers in Florida that are dying picking tomatoes. And there's a commission that every other fast food chain got on where they're like. Well, I mean, if they're illegal, they're not paying taxes anyway. So what does it matter if they die? We're way off the beaten path now. Well, it's just just one of those things where it's like. Awful tomato practices aside. I won't support that. I understand your political decisions. I'm just saying. for four, though. Trying to avoid giving your money to someone else who's a dirtbag is. What if they do a mid nineties? It's nearly impossible. It's a just, you know, it's a righteous cause, but it is nearly impossible. Well, sure, but but when I see a game made by somebody like that, and when the game is based on his shitty political views about how women aren't as good as men, and it's like permeated through his entire discussion about the game, and he's got a flurry of tweets over the past couple of years about how he loves Gamergate and supports the movement. And but don't you like stepping into the mind of a crazy person, even if they're an idiot for a little bit? It's it's why people are obsessed with. Serious Serial killer cultures is what like it, to me that stuff is like that's why I'm interested in World War II shit is because like the Nazis actually fucking existed so like if there uh, was a game where you played as Nazis and committed war crimes and it was the first of its kind it actually ended up being a good game it could be made by the king it could be made by Palmer Lucky himself dude uh, the whole and his fucking it's just me personally. The whole Gamergate thing makes my skin crawl in such Cliffy a B's disgusting way that He's a I just, right, I just right, don't right, want right. nothing to do with it. I'm gonna be I, was honest. Poking, I was just poking at it. I don't it, look into the industry deep fucking, enough. It just makes. But me that feel game does gross. look cool. I it never is. knew about Gamergate. But I take it all it is is just chauvinistic asshole douchebag. No, men you don't even want to know. Just don't even it's fuck dumb, with it. Yeah, it's, it's real dumb. Not worth even researching. But. Yeah, I mean, th- that shit just makes me feel gross to even think about, and I definitely don't want to associate myself with that. I mean, if you're going to rank, like, the gates, it's, like, Golden Gates 1. Yeah. And then, like, the Piper, the Gates of Dawn, the album by Pink Floyd, that's two. Yeah, that's the best Pink Floyd. And then the other ones are, like, Watergate's crap, and then Gamergate's crap, and then, like, well, Child Gates are pretty good because that keeps Beanie under control sometimes, mm. so that's, like, three. I, I mean, I, I've got a list, comprehensive. I've got yeah. some Excel spreadsheets if I you guys, think, if you want me to I think the art style them. on the last night looks totally rad, and I, I looked, as, as soon as that conference was over, I was like, yeah, what was that game? Let me look it up, and I was like, oh, yep, never mind. Fuck this dude, and I just don't want nothing are to do with it. Are you seriously going to say, though, like, sit here and act like you don't give a fuck, even slightly, about cheeseburgers in your day-to-day <laughs> life? Dude, oh, that, he, he that's made not, that because that's, that's the biggest reveal of all. That's not my point. My point is well, no, no, but that is my, the biggest my point, point to is, me. I might eat a cheeseburger every well, couple uh, weeks, yeah. but I spend like literally most of my time. Yo, but if those cheeseburgers were games. gone, if they were gone tomorrow, this is cheeseburger gate officially. The, if they were gone tomorrow, dude, you would, you would give a little bit the, of a fuck. The difference I will say sure. is there's a difference <laughs> between like, well, the founder of McDonald's was an asshole <laughs> versus like it. here. Here's no, your double cheeseburger, and remember, Mexicans well, are lazy. Like, there's I'm a not disregarding the actual serious thing you're talking about. Yeah. Also, the guy who found McDonald's is awesome. Mike, it's Michael Keaton. I, I just take the saw. opposite viewpoint to where, like, for a while I didn't go to Chick-fil-A, mostly because it's just expensive chicken nuggets. It ain't but, even good. Yeah. But, no, it's pretty good. But Not then, for the price it costs. Not for no $7 for a sandwich. But eventually I just don't care. And the fact that I want chicken... 
and it is the best option in the area that I'm in and out of convenience. Whatever some douchebag in a fucking business suit is doing somewhere, it doesn't bother me. I don't... It's a mix. I'm just just hungry and wanting chicken. There's a huge difference between a corporation that's made up of like hundreds of thousands of individuals working in different restaurants and a video game that's made by like three people. Well, no, but the context of the same thing, it's like you're boycotting the business for a political reason, which is noble, but it is not a path that I walk. But, But even... Even in this instance, I'm not boycotting a business. I'm boycotting like three dudes. You're who, boycotting who the are, guy. Are all assholes? It'd be like if guy. Steve yeah. Bannon gave you the like the American Dream, the video game, and it's like, oh, you know what? Probably it's don't like it's play like that. if Donald Trump wrote a fucking book and, and it was like about video games. I'm not. Oh, gonna he did. Buy the deal. Trump's book about video. He didn't, he didn't actually shit. write that book. See, but if that oh, if that was serious and Donald Trump played like twenty of the best games of like all time and gave his real serious thoughts and it was like hit like i'd be morbid i'm that i'd have a morbid curiosity just to check it out i would read a review of the book written by somebody else i'll never watch home alone 2 again i don't know what that's in reference to but i'd prefer that you, you just know. didn't even tell us you know, donald Matt, trump's yeah. in home alone 2 oh well, um, see now you oh, i thought us. it was because macaulay culkin's a sex offender he also that reason Pee-wee i made Her- that shit up He's so definitely you don't know anything <laughs> but but yeah, I just see that's I, I don't just, pay attention just, to this shit. I'm too busy for yeah, that. That's anyways, fine. Anyways, I, I just personally feel gross even thinking about that dumbass dude. So I just don't want nothing to do with it. I don't blame you. It looked pretty. Cool turned, but that game looks visually. cool. E3, right. <laughs> but that game looks cool. Yeah, hey, it, the it atom does, bomb looked nifty. It, it, it's a shame that the guy making it's Especially such a up. cocksucker. So, cocksucker. World needs cocksuckers, man. It's oh God. Lord knows I could use a couple. Uh, so any th- other highlights from E3? That was kind of like there was that. There was Ashen. Uh, Xbox One X, I actually have to say, I think was a delightful... For what know. it costs and what the potentials are Wouldn't with say it. delightful. I, I think that I, I'm excited to see what can happen graphically on it. And I'm excited to see some of... Like the new Forza looks gorgeous. Uh, I... I just am kind of happy to see what's coming out on it because I think it's going to give you a little bit different developing options when it comes down to games, and I think that could reciprocate between PC and console. I'm just wondering where the line gets drawn where eventually the games are looking like substantially better than the baseline Xbox One counterpart because unlike PlayStation, there's not... I mean, there's a jump from... PS4 to PS Pro, but it's mostly used for, like, the power, the jump in power is mostly used for, like, added effects or making it VR. run at a higher resolution. Not really even VR, dude. Like, most of the VR stuff are really small changes. Um, because that was another reason I didn't have to buy one, because I do have PlayStation VR, and there's really not much of a benefit there. Um, but like it, it's it's small, it's like better textures, it's better resolution, maybe higher frames per second. But whereas Xbox is like games kind of were shittier than PS4 on Xbox, and now you have this larger gap to Scorpio, which is higher than the PlayStation 4 Pro or yeah, PlayStation 4 Pro. I mean, I never so, ran into shitty games on Xbox. Though. No, but I'm saying they were the, they're like the 900p counterparts to like the 1080 60 games yeah. I ran on PlayStation. It was the lower end of the two and now it is the lower and higher end both coexisting at once. So I'm wondering if you reach a certain point where it's like that new Forza is out and it looks like fucking gold on the Scorpio and it 
really doesn't look any better than the last Forza on the Xbox One S. Yeah, you know? well, and that's that's where I think it's going to have to do with developing, and it's also going to kind of also like affect what market you're looking at because it does target a little bit of markets. And one thing I have to say, Xbox is playing to is Xbox to me still has one of the best online communities. Like I can I can say this after playing PC for Battlefield, for playing it on Overwatch, for playing it on. It got especially battleground. The PC community is real rocky sometimes. Like I love computer games, and I'm diving deeper into the PC community. But I think placating to the fact that you have a lot of dedicated people gives them a little bit of an edge in the sense that people who are Xbox people go for Xbox. And as you're increasing the power, as you're getting more developers, as you're diving into the DirectX. I think it's going to give them a little bit of a wider berth when shifting into this new age of graphics. And whether or not it means that there's another console generation over the horizon sooner than we thought, or that the horizon's farther than we imagined it to be, I think that it might not necessarily have been the like 100% best clean-cut direction. I do think it's going to give them an like advantage when it comes down to a few aspects of the new market. Yeah, I guess that, I mean, that's fair to say. I just wonder, two years from now, is it going to feel like this system that costs literally the half of what the new Xbox is, is half as capable? Like, is it going to feel like the budget-ass Xbox? I, I, how long do they keep supporting it? I heard something that put it into perspective for me with how much it costs. You could either get a PS4 and an Xbox One S, or you could buy the fucking new Xbox One X. It costs the same as a PS4 and an Xbox One S combined. Yeah. Well, and there there are a lot of people though that literally. But it's paying for a premium. It's not an absurd cost. No, yeah. no, no, c- certainly not. But um, I don't. I. I it's, it's just those those systems are down so low. It's it's a niche product for an enthusiast market, and I'm not sure how big that market is. Well, and that's uh, I'd say it's weird because there are a lot more people that I meet that I'll talk to that are like, I only play PlayStation, and it's like. Oh yeah, well, like that's cool. Here's some games, and they'll be like, "Did you hear if this game's coming to PlayStation?" And it's like, "Yeah, I don't know, man." And it's like, "Well, if it doesn't, I'll never play it. I'm, well, th- I'm only play." And then there's the opposite where it's like, "I play Call of Duty on Xbox, and that is what I play." And that person is always going to get the Xbox. The average person doesn't pl- spend enough time playing games to justify having just two different consoles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing is. So making a premium one that offers some like really good power but and some alternative. This things. isn't for those people though. This is for the hardcore crowd. I mean, it, it could be, but it could be also for people that are looking to replace or you know that guy that had the, you know, three sixty this whole time that's been waiting. Yeah, but if the guy's had a three sixty this whole time, you really think he's going to plop out five hundred dollars, or is he going to spend two fifty? No, probably not. It's, but I mean, it, no, it's for well, here's it's the four K TV. I've owners seen that happen that are new to the console the market. Xbox One S all the time. I've had people that right, right. But a lot of those people that didn't upgrade yet, it's because they're waiting for the price to go down a little bit. They're not going to drop well, no, five hundred dollars I mean, when it was four fifty for a, a terabyte model with a game. I, I mean, I saw it every day. 
I I dealt with it every day. Right, do you sell fine. consoles? Daily? Well, then, dude, I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 but you're, I don't. You're I literally don't even know what you're talking. You're about. offering anecdotal no, evidence. No, you're saying that people place. bought Xboxes when they're four hundred fifty dollars. No, I don't even saying, know what we're talking about. I'm saying you see a lot of people that had held on that don't buy consoles often that buy one thing until they ride the wheels off on it, and when they're done with that thing, they get the best version of the next thing. Yeah, but that's, and so it's that's like, a small percentage of the no, market, No, it, it is a small percentage of the market, but you also see a lot of people that had the PlayStation 4 that went right to the Pro. You see a lot of people that... Also a very small percentage yeah. of the market. Well, but that's the And that's the exact percentage you're talking about with enthusiasts. Yeah. There right. was nothing better than a PS4, so they bought the best thing. Yes, those people are still going to buy this, and that is the market that bought... You're not going to get the people like, yeah, I don't know, even remember what system I have. I guess it's a 360 or something else. It's like, oh yeah, I bought the $500 version. Like, that's not going to... Like, I mean, yes, there are loonies that, buy that have too much money to spend yeah. Those, that literally see yeah. the biggest thing and they're like, I bought the flashy thing. But there are people that do that for everything and like that's not that's oh, no, obviously I, not what they're marketing this for because those people don't even know the specs of what they're buying. They just see Xbox, what that's the cheap shit one. I've got the money, get the good one. Yeah, that's the equivalent of the person who gets a new smartphone every year. Right. Yeah, so yeah, there are people there, that are gonna buy this. There's but a like, market for that. But I mean also in the same sense I you know, developers can use that hardware for a lot of things. Like the the Xbox like one X to me I think is a very weird multifaceted piece. It's, I'd say well, but it's, I mean, you're still also handcuffed in that, yeah, you may be able to do extra shit, but like, they're probably not going to be a lot. It's going to be probably similar to the Pro. Like, you're not going to be able to release. Here's the super version of the game, and here's the shit version of the game. It still has, still has to game. run on the Xbox One yeah. S at the end of the I day. I imagine there's long term solution for both uh, sure. console makers is going to be um, taper off the base models of the Xbox One S and the base playstation 4 and just have the pro and just have the scorpio once they can get the cost down like to 300 bucks yeah i'm, I'm not sure even if that matters so much because I, I i think in two years you're either going to see the next gen of console i think you're going to see the next gen of consoles by 2020 well sony also sort of loosely confirmed that like they're de- well didn't loosely confirm they outright said like yeah, yeah ps5 is which makes sense because like yeah these these new consoles can run at a higher res and a higher frame rate in certain instances and some some other graphical bells and whistles but at the end of the day it's still using the same processor as the old systems just overclocked a little bit so you're not going to see anything that can't fucking you know like these it's games, not a blow away you, difference you, you can you can lower the resolution on all those games and they'll still run on the older models well and that's you know? it's something i was talking to someone about is it's like Honestly, the big difference between computers, like I've seen old school, like fourth gen i7s coming up just behind like a seventh gen i7. It just has more power consumption. And it's like the video card changed a huge amount in that gap. Right. But even like an old fourth gen i7 is like light years ahead yeah, of the processors yeah, of these consoles. You put a fourth gen i7 computing next, next to, to it, Jaguar, and it's like, like, holy crap. Like, yeah. But in the same extent, the, uh, you know, the cost of that's way up there. Sure. But it's just a matter of time when uh, I kind of joke about it. You're seeing some computers coming out with things made from the like architecturally designed in the 90s. And it's like we're going to start running into those things that were architecturally designed in the late like 2010 or like the I'd say 2010 era that are becoming cheaper to make. You know, you might see a PS5 coming out that has a processor similar to like a big i5 or a, you know, 
like very big AMD chip. That's going to be the most interesting thing for me about the new consoles is what they do with the, if they st- if they go with the same route with you know GPU powers, the focus, and a bunch of RAM, and then like and a little bit of a processor, you, you know, like well, or or if they're going to really like try to push things forward and be like, yo, we got we like this gen. It's all about GPUs and 4K. And what if next gen? It's like, yo, we can process so much more AI now and more enemies on screen yeah. and all this. Cause well, well, they're not going to have the convenient excuse of a new tech TV technology coming out mid-cycle to interrupt and put another version of a console out. Yeah, you're next not going to have that. For so a long they're going to have to put something forward that actually is lasting enough, or commit to this every three-year shit, which I don't think I works don't think at that's all. Happen. Yeah, but, yeah. But the 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 only thing that's going to cut off older game support is going to be when next gen officially happens and the CPUs. Because the the CPUs in these current consoles were dated when the consoles came out, yeah. And so if they even if they put something halfway dis- decent in the next gen of systems, it's gonna fucking smoke the well, shit out of what we have now. Dude, on consoles, the like environmental destruction on Battlefield on PC versus console and the way it looks is night and day. But the difference is you're required to have an i7 to play it. Because of how it particleizes, or a, or a modern i five. I mean, like, uh, no. I mean, I could run it. I can run it on my i five. Battlefield one. Yeah. See, mine would not. Like, oh no, there was one i five set. The I have the forty six ninety k and it runs fine. It's the ones that have. I can run it at fourteen forty p and yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's just I had a sixty four hundred and I know that anything below or anything. In that series, that was below. I think we're a little in the PC specs weeds now. At all this right. point, we're, we're not really of, talking getting, about E three. Getting all. out of the getting out of the weeds. E three wise, I don't know. Like what? What? Did, what really blew your socks off? What sucked your? Actually, nothing. Nothing, nothing really. I mean, like Mario Odyssey looked cool. Mario There's a lot Odyssey of things that like and um, Mario Rabbids. Those were my two highlights. Mario Rabbids look pretty cool. It looks uh, like it's interesting. It, looks it cool. did look cute. I like it's it. Crazy. Uh, South Park. I'm excited for. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. For, uh, but I've been excited for South Park for uh, a year. I, I don't. I don't care about it until it's out. At this point, that a way out game is potentially interesting. Crackdown three looked like butt. A way out is interesting. I saw an interview with the developers though, and they were talking about they're still like super early in development on that game. Yeah. So, so who the fuck knows when that? That's not going to be coming out till next summer or whatever the fuck. So Aside really from care. that, uh, that Crash Bandicoot trilogy is almost out. I don't really care about that. I don't think any of us do. Uh, I actually. I I'm kind of excited to maybe pick that up when it goes on sale one day. Yeah, that's what I said. I'll do it like fifteen bucks, forty dollars. You got to be fucking crazy for uh, I don't know. And I see like a bunch of people hyping the shit out of it. It just doesn't make any goddamn well, sense to me. It's be- uh, probably because they're younger and maybe they remember their big brother. Well, it's, the, it's the people that have been calling for it for years, so they don't want to look like assholes now that they've got it. Now that it. they know that it's like, right, so cares. they have to fucking bray yeah, the donkey to keep, and then probably still not buy it, but well, act that, like they did. That's just like the fucking Call of Duty standalone for Modern Warfare. It's like everyone said they'd get it when it was well, if they just sold it separately. They're selling it separately, but it's at forty dollars, and so nope. I just see a bunch of people bitching about it online, uh, and it's like. There's nothing to satisfy you at this point because they were gonna like they they never sell those games for cheap. You know, you could probably find it for cheap eventually, but like, really, what's the point? If you really wanted to play the game, then you would have like then you'll either buy it now or had gotten it with the past Call of Duty games. Like side side note on games, I know they put DLC and microtransactions in it that people are butthurt about. But 
it's a seems like a lot more pissing and moaning about something that's not that big of a deal than it is like substantially bad things yeah. that quote unquote ruin the game. Uh, Far Cry Five caught my attention, and I remember watching it, and there was someone that said something right after that I think hit the nail on the head. I was really excited because it had a serious, like morose tone to it, and a kind of out of control tone. And then it turns into like a Dukes of Hazard episode where it's like we got we got Wings McGee on the plane with the bombs. We got Bubba Trucker. He's gonna knock. We got Snake Assassin. And it's like you went from this really serious thing to this like rap scallion group of four people pulling like bad like eighteen. Snake antics. Assassin sounds like a GI joke. I think people yeah. are giving it too much credit if they think that that looked really serious I f- at all. I feel well the first intros of it, if they would have kept to that tone and made it a more like I'd put it as morose one off like you're going to have to get in and deceive. They're about th- jumping in vehicles and blowing shit up. And that's that's what this one turned in instantly. It kind of, they literally, if they would have done like a rainbow watch of the screen and been like Yahoo, as like a you know car jumped over and like that cut a, like more cut a dude thing. in half into the cross or something. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to buy that game and like every Far Cry, I'm going to be like, you got me again. Like I'm climbing to high radio towers. I like Far Cry games though. Yeah. Well, and it's I. I don't mind them. It's just anytime I hear a bird call, I assume I'm about to get attacked by an eagle. That's fair. Uh, just I like think, in real life. I think uh, my other highlights, though, was Wolfenstein 2 looks fucking dynamite. Yeah, I mean, that's what inspired me it, to beat New Order. That's, so. that's probably the best looking game besides the Nintendo stuff. And uh, Beyond Good and Evil looked awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, but that game is like... That's like a farce. That, that game like <laughs> is like years away from coming out that's yeah. a crack dream that that's that's basically that like them taking all, trailer. all the people who had been like oh my god are they gonna do it oh my god they're gonna do it and just like saying like yeah we're gonna do it but but we haven't started it yet but it's basically non-existent and like the final were, fantasy they, 7 treatment and then, then they dropped free. a lot of f-bombs in that which i thought fell out of place weird. Yeah. and and then they kind of uh then they did the space monkey program bullshit pitch where it's like they were like really use your hell yeah they, they were really vague about what the game is they're like Give us suggestions about what we should make this game because we don't fucking know what it is yet. It just cuts to dude holding up a sketchbook with a question mark like, this is where we're at. My takeaway was that they have like a tone that they want to go for. But other than that, they have no idea what the fuck that game is. Yeah, that actually made it look like a huge mess once they started doing that. That was my takeaway. The other great thing I liked was Devolver Digital's conference. I thought was really fucking funny. Uh, yeah, it was pretty stupid. It was l- like a li- weird sketch it. comedy. I liked it too. Um, they showed like one game. Yeah, but, but the rest <laughs> of the time they were just making fun of all the other press conferences. Yeah, some jokes were better than others. Right. Uh, yeah, there was some hit or miss. But stuff, I liked but it. I thought I would rather have them do that every year than not see that. I just liked because it's it's gradually gets more and more batshit crazy as it goes to like by the time that that presentation ends you're just like what the fuck is going on this is absolutely ridiculous yeah. there's blood everywhere oh my god yeah i did not watch that one but i probably it's a nice should. little 15 you minute YouTube you should watch video. it it's really fucking cool I, yeah I, I liked it a lot yeah that i mean that's right on par it's, with it's basically it's what just, i expect that company to be like it's a it's like a it's like a big parody of of video game press conferences, like mocking like how they all are just begging you for their money, and then it d- turns into like a bloodbath by the end of it, and it's it's pretty fucking funny. 
Fair enough. I'll check it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot. That Metro Exodus game reminded me of the Killzone 2 trailer. So oh, I, I, thought, I thought Metro looked pretty cool, too. It looked scripted as fuck. It looked fuck. scripted as fuck. Who knows what that game's actually going to look like. Exactly. But um, I remember cool. the trailer to Killzone. Skyrim everywhere. Yep. Don't give a fuck about Skyrim Dude, anymore. you guys want to play Skyrim again for no. 150 more hours in VR? Definitely not. What about on Switch? No. What about... Again, on consoles with new Creation Club materials. No. I, I bought Skyrim on PC when I got my PC, and I spent like two days modding it and making it look crazy good, and then I still haven't played it. It's, I mean, I've modded a few things on that, and I'd seen some of the city mods that were cool, and like a Coliseum mod. I've bought Skyrim four times. It would be crazy to stop buying it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Might as well keep going. Might as well hop on the old like, donkey. At this um, point, uh, I'm going to have to... that Zelda stuff in Skyrim for Switch looks like... It looked dog what? shit. Oh, yeah. my God. It looked, looked like terrible. A sh- it looked like a shitty mod somebody threw yeah. together in like 10 minutes. That somebody Master probably. Sword looked awful. That the Link fucking, costume? Oh, that looked terrible. It just looked like a grown man with a Link mod. With a shirt and r- blonde hair. It's just me in pajamas running around. Around like it yeah, looked like a guy who just came out of Hot Topic. Actually, you and a you and pajamas would probably be way more interesting than any of this other shit. You no, are a character in Skyrim too. Yeah, and I am. A character oh fuck, in Skyrim. you are. Damn it, I always forget. Farkas won't stop talking to me. <laughs> you're also in a fucking. You're also in New Vegas. So yeah, I am. There we go. My fictitious lady wife. Farkas, yeah. right? She divorced me, but she kept the name because her name was terrible. That's why she's the way she is. Yep, exactly. I wish I could like open the control center and be like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know. Like, Well, I think I've talked about I've never beat Fallout 4. In the middle of playing it, I literally just set the controller down and was like, this has gotten repetitive. I've seen every ending, and they're all the same. That Someone said every ending makes Thanks, you asshole. regret something. Uh, a <laughs> Did I just save you game? some time? Is that you what makes me an it. asshole? Yes. So you've seen one, you've seen them all, that spoiled it? I was excited to see the new ending, and I wanted to be disappointed on my own. I've ruined it. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna beat it two more times out of spite now. I'm sure you'd get like 30 seconds of like dialogue that are different. Do are you, you fucking kidding me, dude? You ruined that. This is it. Do you guys think that in like for whatever year the PS5 gets revealed at Bethesda's press conference, 2062, like their headline is going to be that we're Skyrim's coming to PS5. We're with like new textures. Remaking. Hey, you can't stop now. <laughs> Skyrim. What if? What if? I, just, I hope they bring it to 2DS. I hope they just keep bringing it to everything and making. Don't it a joke, huge dude. Deal. The I'm iPhone to, 17. You guys realize I'm going to have to buy this every time, right? So like, if they like release it on 3DO, I'm going to have to go on eBay and buy a 3DO to buy this game. What if at their press conference, Bethesda's like, and today we are proud to announce from now on we will be known as Skyrim Softworks. Like, I wish it was they like... changed El- their name They're to like, Skyrim? oh, there's new, a new Elder Scrolls. It's Elder Scrolls 6. Skyrim, Skyrim 2. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just Skyrim. Elder, Elder Scrolls 6. Skyrim, and I it's am, just a re-release of Skyrim. I am excited, though, because isn't the only <laughs> option left... The numbers the, are bigger. They just remade it with better AI. Isn't the only area left... There's two new missions. The Khajiit <laughs> area elsewhere? No, you can you can, uh, you can can build stuff more the in... The tropical forest? With your crafting materials. Um, <laughs> right? They added settlements. <laughs> yeah, they added settlements. Preston Garvey's in Skyrim. Dude. <laughs> I, no. No. I can't wait for us all to see 
Elder Scrolls Six Skyrim. God, I wish you could Fallout kill me. New Skyrim. <laughs> in a in a post apocalypse <laughs> where, where dragons I burned shit, the dude. land. Fallout New Skyrim. It's Fallout that takes but place. But these dragons the are they've got <laughs> nuclear power, and oh you're a Nord. The dragon vomits like. <laughs> And there are people turned by radiation into cat people with machine guns and vats. Also, Skyrim. (laughs) Oh, my God. What's on this terminal in this side uh, computer sitting in the corner of this castle? It's a copy of Skyrim. I I just hope for the rest of time, every Bethesda press conference starts with... We've been working on this for a long time, and we're really excited to finally show it to you. And then the screen goes black, and you hear... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Just like it scrolls, on just like a shit-eating grin of the presenter, just like, and he doesn't say anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, you can now make your own dragons, dude. I'm so the, and it cuts Dude. to the oh yeah I'm flying over. It eventually cuts down like you were talking about about that basketball manager simulator that eventually they're just like <laughs> spreadsheets. It's just, it's just like we've now partnered with Microsoft Office to present to you <laughs> Microsoft Excel Skyrim. Skyrim. And we're proud to announce releasing today right after this conference on iPhone is Skyrim Dev Tycoon. Microsoft's office Skyrim, instead of a paperclip, he's just like, it's he's got a helmet with horns. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, if you, if you select all and he do the thing, the he does the push breath and it clears the page off. <laughs> yes. Like, they just release a patch for Fallout 4 and then you boot up Fallout 4 and, it's and it's become it's Skyrim. 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 <laughs> and, then, and then the patch notes, it just says, bug fixes. <laughs> it's just like, oh, the new patch, bug fixes. Like, why is there an 18 gig patch for my oh god no like even the backwards compatibility like they've gone through the steam library and they've turned every product into into skyrim i can't wait for skyrim remastered game of the year edition on ps4 Fusrado, oh yeah. boy what if uh ps5 gets announced <laughs> we're proud to Launch announce title. Uh, we're, we're proud to announce an unprecedented partnership the playstation skyrim it's the same V as in <laughs> and it's a just, new experience. It's just in the game. Skyrim dragon logo is just the home button. Uh, hey, Spider-Man 3 to PlayStation 3. Why not Skyrim PlayStation 4? We're all joking, but I bet you at least half of the absurd things we I just came up with are going to be real. I hope to God that there's a Skyrim reference in the new Wolfenstein. I really hope that there's Fallout like, New Skyrim. You could call it at the sky's rim. And there's then a... <laughs> I'm just ready I think to there's play. There's a Voltec reference in the new, in Prey. I'm just ready to play uh, Skyrim Shelter on available on iOS and Android. Uh, <laughs> if you had like I'm a excited. Skyrim raiding party little mobile app, I would be down on that. Fuck y'all. And ladies and gentlemen, Todd Howard, and he comes out and he's just got no, this, dude. That's what it the, is. He's got the that's, Skyrim helmet. We on. just dodged around the most obvious one. They brought Morrowind to ESO. They were going to bring oh, Skyrim totally to ESO yeah. after they bring Oblivion to ESO. Isn't Skyrim the starting area of ESO? They're going to bring it again. 
Yeah, that game's not going to sell enough for them. Other to do developers that. start releasing Skyrim. All right, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get in the Skyrim. Like, that would be amazing. Now by Frostbite, <laughs> like Skyrim. The Nintendo Direct is just a six-hour stream of someone playing Skyrim, you and not in. even on the Switch. It's like just on PC. <laughs> you walk into the, the stores next holiday season, and all the shelves are just lined with different copies of Skyrim <laughs> from different publishers. It becomes currency later in life. <laughs> EA Sports now with the new team. Oh my god! This year's FIFA My Player experience <laughs> is unlike any other. Not only are you the best goalie the world's ever seen, you're Dragonborn. You know what's the most ridiculous thing is that game <laughs> came out fucking six years ago. Imagine, all right. So, so well, when the portable one and the VR one are kind of <laughs> substantial. But who gives a fuck? Right. Well, the crazy thing to, for me to think about is like six years ago. So, in, but in 2011, like, were we hyped about games that came out six years ago then? Or that would be 2005. So that would be launch 360 Oblivion. slash last year of PS2. But imagine launch 360 being hyped about games that came out in 1999. Well, well now you're sending me back fucking crazy amounts of years well, i haven't I think even thought be, about the first scenario to be totally like serious and honest about it i think that this is more like a, a per, like a skyrim phenomenon than like what it is about anything else because there are people that like there are people that still play fucking minecraft like crazy and well they that but i mean that shit there are people that like didn't play video games that played skyrim and like knew about skyrim and heard about it so i think there's a phenomenon to that game in particular <laughs> i agree that it is insane that the game is like you said six years old and that we're like it's still like well in equally, people's notes at a modern press conference and this there's is, new versions coming out at the end of this year that aren't even out yet yeah i will say this though it's cuckoo bananas you know and i and love a new Skyrim. version came out last. Uh, you know, obviously, I love Skyrim, but there was nothing quite like in uh, Morrowind, Elder Scrolls, making glitched gear with enchantments and using haste like boots with levitate that worked infinitely to fly like Superman. Wait, are you say, are you eventually going to say Morrowind was a better game than Skyrim? I'm just saying or Oblivion. The, I'm not necessarily saying it was neither of them better. Were. It was a different game entirely, but there's something about full speed moving like a semi truck on the highway, you know, hitting somebody with a sword off the side of a mountain and then levitating. Well, you better go fast cuz there's no fucking fast travel in that game. No, so. there wasn't. That's why you had to make that fucking gear. I can't wait for like ten years from now when all the kids that have been named Skyrim like start to be adults and we have right. famous people named. I Skyrim. can't wait to meet someone actually named Farkas because their dad was like, "He was my favorite character in Skyrim," and I'll yeah. be like, "You're an abomination." Gets married to Khaleesi Jackson. Oh my god, that's gonna happen too for sure. All right, uh, moving yeah, or, on. We're like people named David, and like that's fucking weird, right? There's at least Quickly. there's at least one child in the world right now named Dovahkiin. Uh, Let that sink in. Hitman, IO Interactive, now oh, independent. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Making the new next Hitman. The future of Hitman lies in their hands. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Yay. I didn't play this last one. You guys all did. It's pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. It it did feel very open world, but then it kind of felt a little restricted here and there. But equally, it it's a game where it's like there are only so many opportunities to do this shit reality I, st I still plan on playing more of it so I would yeah like to. i wonder who's gonna step in and sort of maybe agent 47 help them out 
funding that game if they want to make it another big budget Hitman game. I feel like that might almost be necessary. I'm not sure. It's interesting. I thought you were going to ask who's going to step in and play Agent 47 in the next iteration of the movie. Well, now that now that IO you know is, who, is an indie company, they're going to be pairing with a publisher. So, so that's what I'm, we'll, that's we'll see who funds it. Um, what I'm saying. But says so, somebody uh, could could stand Hit to make man. a lot of money off of that though. Skyrim. Maybe, maybe not. Interesting. We'll see. Didn't sell like gangbusters. Yeah. No, but but also people were apprehensive when it came out because of the whole episodic thing and because a lot of people really fucking hated absolution well yeah but then so you either stick to that and people are still apprehensive about that or you go away from that and then possibly spurn the people who like that well no i don't know i think i think since word of mouth for this newest hitman game has been so good that uh a lot of people are gonna pick up the second season just on on that good faith alone but not good enough for that studio to hold on to them so that could also be seen like if if it's we'll see I mean, to the point where they got dropped, and I know Square Enix is several times kind of stuck their foot in their mouth, being like, "This game didn't hit our expectations," and it's like that game sold really well. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, They've also had a history of having completely outrageous sales expectations. That's what I'm saying. But like, if if that's the case here, or if it actually just didn't sell well, that would be a good justification to move away from sure. the way they did sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That so makes sense. It'll be interesting to see. I think we'll be able to infer a lot of things based on which publisher picks this up. Um, it'll be interesting. I um, just hope it retains the quality of that first one because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. It's yeah, phenomenal. So yeah, sense. it would almost be a shame if they were forced to reboot it after having just successfully rebooting it. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I would hope not as well. I think they've been working on season two for a while now. Hopefully. and uh, Hopefully it shares the same kind of spirit as that first one because it was, like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, can't, I can't say enough good things about it. I'd be it. interested to see where they go from here um, in building upon that. Yeah, maybe give them hair. Cool. Yeah, the mohawk. <laughs> Maybe a Skyrim helmet. Maybe at least like a, maybe a, like a uh, what do they call it? like a soul patch? Enemies Baby with steps. the enemies with the little scanners, so maybe that way they they go up behind you and they scan your barcode. Maybe a character creator, and you can play as a Khajiit. Yeah, or it becomes like Diner Dash, and you just like really like Agent Forty Seven just wants to really get go legit, and you're just you're trying to make the best paprikash you can. And like you just change the food based on where you're at. It's what if there's some money. interstellar music on there? Or you uh, can uh, you can dual wield me. you can dual wield uh, melee weapons and magic in one hand. New Ace Combat Seven. No, it's a dark view. Uh, the darkest view, some might say. Perspective. Let us shape your perspective. Yeah, with our hearts. What's your perspective on or shapes? our balls? Or our. I've never fists. seen a shape once, and I don't think I plan on doing it ever. I wouldn't know one if I did see one. I'll tell you that. I don't see shapes. I'm shaper blind. <laughs> shaper storm. Don't. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe shaper storm actually came up. Oh again. my I god! It's a shaper storm. Good night, everybody. We've entered the shaper storm of the heart. Oh my god! That's what really is at the anthem story. The shaper storm. It's a. <laughs> it's a battle what to if, find. What if that's the, the ending to that game? The truth behind hard symbols and real hearts. It turns out that like the heart shape cartoon thing was like has like an alien origin or something it's like a giant marketing ploy for valentine what if there's a line in that game that's like huh really gives you a new perspective on shapes shaper storm is my living nightmare (laughs) it's my waking nightmare the just not even I can't wait anything for this shaper storm. not even anything attached to it just like the literal idea and concept that it exists is awake it's a it's 
it's a hell creation. It's like waking up underneath that rock. See, I wasn't paying enough attention. What the hell is a shaper storm? Shaper storm is the shit in Anthem where the weather gets crazy. And, you know, when you're just freelancing around and you're javelin and you just run into a shaper storm. Shaper storm sounds like the fucking, like... The fuck? It sounds like the home ec people not have standards anymore? Like... My my PlayStation folders have better names well, than Shaper Storm. They uh, wouldn't dare. Wait, I thought Mike made up Shaper Storm. That was real. That's from Anthem, the game. They, they actually said Shaper Storm. That's what that yeah. storm is. That it's called. It's called a Shaper Storm. That's like I one of the central s- keys of the game. I feel significantly stupid. I mean, like that. I'm pretty sure isn't a Shaper that piece? It's like a wood curve that you use on clay. That's like, what they based the heart shape off. Oh of. yeah, no, that makes sense. Hey, Logic Jones, don't try to fucking justify <laughs> Shaper Storm to me. I don't even know what the other things you're saying. It's just made up words, aren't they? Do you think that there's yep. going to be Anthem, the Shaper Storm edition? Yeah, I would buy that. And it comes in a heart-shaped tin? I might buy a jersey that just says I mean, fucking Shaper Storm on the back and then light myself on fire. Let's be real, though. And instead Magic of a number, the Gathering had things like Skyjammer and Frexian. What if it says Shaper Storm on the back and instead of a number on the jersey, it's just a heart? Yeah, but Magic the Gathering was Boom. out like 30 years. This is like a brand new fucking multi-million dollar project that is like, oh, you're oh, well, a freelancer you and you got a javelin. Oh, dude, you Jump know in what, the shape of storm. You know what else actually looked fucking cool is that... <laughs> oh, boy. That, that escaping prison game made by the Brothers people, I think. Uh, we were talking about I that. Actually, it was a way up. Fuck, yeah. I would like to play that. I think it's we could have a great co-op. Split screen only, it looks, We could have a awesome, though. great co-op Sorry. of two of us paired off each. Playing that recording and juxtapose it. No, I'm just I'm just gonna play it with my girlfriend and we're probably gonna have a good time. Yeah, I'm gonna play with two one. controllers, one in each hand, because I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a real shaper storm of a gamer. I Fallout New Skyrim Shaper Storm. <laughs> Shaper Storm sounds like a shop teacher that's maybe a little too touchy feely with the students. Uh Mr. Shaper Storm, could you uh <laughs> Could you please wear gloves when you touch the children? It's like an old German immigrant that's like, name got butchered when it changed over. And it was like, Mr. Choppenstrom. And it's like, like did Shaper Storm uh, kind of like cup your back when he hugged you this morning? I hold my finger on the table, so Mr. Shepperstorm. I like Mr. Shaper Storm, but sometimes I can feel his breath on my Just neck. Getting a truck, Japan. <laughs> Mr. Shaper Storm fucked me in the bathroom. I wish he didn't bad. throw his hot coffee in my mouth. He's got this weird obsession with making making hots out of out of wood. Even if the coffee was properly tempered, I wouldn't want it thrown into my mouth. Please don't throw your coffee at me, Mister Shaper. <laughs> Help! He, Help! He he looks like he seems like the kind of guy that would buy like heart shaped urinal cakes. Fucking. Do the woodcrafting project. He keeps shouting that he fought in a war, but nobody knows what he's talking he's about. Like, he's like the fucking javelins, you freelancers. And it's like, uh, Mr. Shaperstone, <laughs> please report to the main office. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> who's who squealed? We got a snitch in here. It's like a prison rules in the shop class. Hezekiah <laughs> uh, Shaperstone. He's just been sitting making shanks all year. I knew you got a big mouth, but jeez Louise. Ooh, six ounces, that one. Dude, I wish I could have been there in that meeting. We're like, what are we 
oh, dude, we'll call them shaper storms. And then somebody else is like, oh, whoa. We're going to ship make the a terrain on the battle field, so it's like they're reshaping the landscape. He'll get his, he got his jet boots, and then you, you, you get the Iron Man helmet, and then, then the shaper storm comes in. I would love to see I a business been more executive with, with a like, bunch of toys smashing them together, describing the boss like, fight, and everyone's <laughs> like, what the hell? They could have called them squander squarms, and that would be more <laughs> helpful. I like squander squarms. <laughs> it's a goddamn squander squarm out there. Uh, Mr. Squander Squarm, please. Go to the harvest, Oh, now, what do you That's want with me brother. again? <laughs>